the beginning, there was nothing. And then there was the Drunken Peasants Podcast. I gotta get a witness. No! Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. I don't have facts to back this up. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes I cry. From the strangest corners of the internet, here to bring you opinions of the world from an altered perspective, here are your hosts, the Drunken Peasants. Hello everybody, welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast, episode 730. Even? (laughs) Is it 30 even or? 730 even. Even? 30? 30. Yes. Damn. And we've got a guest here, William Control. Welcome. What up? Hey. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for being here. Um, So... Yeah, I I was I just randomly saw a bunch of people going after him on Twitter, and I DM'd him, and I'm like, those those people are just drama YouTubers trying to get their content. The content, um, it's yeah. So you got brought up again because of the whole Davi situation the floating around. To do his yeah. mouth. Uh, to, to yeah, yeah, a little bit closer. All right, a little bit closer. Yes, yeah, that's all right. great. All right, I got you. cool, cool. Yeah, so that's what that's what drudged all this up again because you had kind of dealt with it a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, I. I I'm not really sure why every a couple years Davi gets brought up, you know, Davi, Davi, Davi. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure why. Like all of the information is out. It just keeps coming up. It's. I can tell you why, because Chris Hansen's looking for his next meal ticket uh, and Onision, the Onision well dried up. And that's what it is. I didn't even know who Davi was. And uh, I know who Jeffrey Starr is, but I didn't know he was a musician before. Yeah. So, and and you toured with them? Yeah. 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 I mean, that was what 2010. Ten wow. years ago, back in the when MySpace was still popping. MySpace, yeah, MySpace was still popping. Yeah, the, the, I I remember when MySpace came up, you'd see like people up in the the top eight, like everybody's page. You couldn't change your top eight yet, and you'd see like the, the those you would you'd be up there all the people would be up there you know it'd always be like whoever was a fan you'd, you'd know right off the bat who the most popular people was that they knew Yo, i i was there at the beginning of myspace yeah myspace was when when i was in a band called aiden yeah yeah and when aiden joined myspace there was a hundred and forty thousand people on myspace and That's... it 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 changed the world really myspace changed the yeah. world and through through those early days of Aiden, I remember MySpace becoming extremely popular and meeting some of those people that were really famous on MySpace, like, what was that broad's name? Tila Tequila. <laughs> Tila Tequila, but there was one Forbidden. Forbidden, yeah. Remember yeah. Forbidden? Yep. yep. And I remember meeting her one time in LA. It was the LA Warp Tour, I think in 06. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, fucking forbidden. This chick is she's so fucking famous on MySpace. Can I swear? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. We would prefer it actually. Yes. <laughs> I remember I remember meeting her and she was backstage and you know, it was a quick interaction. And I remember she was on her fucking sidekick. 
you know, the fucking the little T Mobile sidekick. Yep. It was like before they had with the in between a pager up. and a smartphone, right? Yeah, it was the, it was the between. it was the first it was the first phone that you could get aim for, and you yeah. could message people quickly. Yeah, and I met her, and I remember like trying to talk to her, and she was just like, uh huh. <laughs> She was a pioneer. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, like, God, what a fucking vapid bitch. And I just, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody's like that. It's like everybody's got their phone out. It's it's so distant. It's a, yeah. I mean, but that was the beginning. I remember when we, when we start, when I started touring, we didn't have a cell phone. And a few tours into it, we got a band cell phone in case someone needed to call their mom or something. Yeah. Or young. And, uh. It wasn't until a couple years later when we were touring, you know, and touring was cool because you could talk shit and listen to music. And I remember we played this thing called the Zoomies Couch Tour. And it was a thing that Zoomies at the mall put on every summer. And it was on the weekends in different cities of the country. And they would, it would be a skate festival and bands would play. And it was us, Aiden and Bayside, and then like Bam Margera. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of deal. And they paid us a fuckload of money. <laughs> it was the most money we ever got paid. And we're like, oh my God, we got this check. And we all we went to the fucking mall and we all got sidekicks. And from that moment on, communication in our van ceased. Oh. <laughs> It's it, funny that you you know the exact moment that that happened. Yeah, too. we got sidekicks, and then all of a sudden we weren't talking to each other. We just texted each other. <laughs> you text I, hey, the guy you're sitting right next yeah. to. Hey, could you turn the air conditioning down? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got sidekicks, right? That was a big deal. It yeah, was. It yeah. was a big deal. I remember getting a pager when I was a kid, and I thought I was the shit. And then I don't know. I, I never used it. Just like girls would. You like just text carried me. it. It was just yeah, just get little stupid texts, you know. And I have to go run to a payphone to call somebody. Yeah, it was so backwards. Nine one one. Yeah, that, that was serious. I'm that old too. That was serious. If you got a 911 page, you were you needed to run to the phone. Yep. And if somebody didn't have something serious to say when you called them back, it was it was trouble. You They'd would, have to you literally would, call 911. Yeah, you had that was the deal. If yeah. you text someone 911 and it's not an emergency, you're going to 911. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but so, uh yeah, so Repzilla, and and that's just one of the many people that were doing it. They were they're they're dredging up some old controversy from two three years ago. You were accused of of having a sex cult. Oh yeah, a sex cult. Sex cult. Yeah, yeah I mean the headlines were fucking brutal. Here, yeah, yeah. Here's it, this one's still up till this day. The Daily Beast. So are you? Oh, well, see, that was a year. That was late. That was afterwards. Was that's, that after? Yeah, because okay. that's when I fucking put out uh, a new song. And release, re-release okay. K culture, and they got all pissed. Here it says your alleged emo sex cult leader. Is it the or allegedly emo or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's alleged. <laughs> so emo. I was in fucking Aiden. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we yeah. started that shit. Yeah, I don't know how I'd word this any better than the Daily Beast, but it's it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Uh, your comeback attempt shocks victims. Yeah, so. they're like, "What? He shouldn't do anything. He should just go away." Is yeah, basically well, what they're saying. This is the fun. The funny thing about this particular article is when when did this come out? Uh, uh, October twenty eighteen. Yeah. So the original the original articles all came out in tw- June of twenty eighteen. So all, you know, in the summertime, and 
what this article, the, the contention of this article, it was that the song that I released um, is kind of a mean song. It's like, go kill yourself. And what this article doesn't, what this article fails to uh, report on is that that song was going to come out in June when all this shit originally went down. And and it's funny that they their contention is oh he's coming back to talk shit about victims and he's coming back to to hurt people and it's like bitch this fucking song was gonna come out originally uh, you know six months ago so so you you so, did you make it before this all happened yeah I had and a video for it and everything it, it was, so it just happened to be like in yeah. the waiting and then when it comes out it's like well it kind of applies so yeah so whatever. there yeah there was a there was a Tumblr blog originally right which is now no longer around yep um and that's where a lot of this came from like a, a lot of people some people that you actually did know that you had had consensual relationships with in the past and some people you didn't even know at all yeah right i okay. mean the, the the tumblr blog was filled with like i don't know 20 different stories from four different people pretending to be other people i mean the whole thing is a, a fucking farce you know, and I, and I chronicled this extensively in the videos that I released on my YouTube channel. Like, I think probably <sighs> wrong place, wrong time. You know, like yeah. people people saw what the Me Too movement was, and as a noble movement, as a noble cause, you know, I I, I agreed with it. I didn't think you have to suck a dick to get a movie role. If you're a good actress, you should just get a movie role. Yeah. Right. I, I felt kind of bad for the girls that weren't good actresses, though, because they don't have a way in now. <laughs> but That's true. It's, Those it's, days are over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after like after that stuff happened, there, uh, there was a lot of people that didn't get victimized, but weaponized it because they were angry at their ex- lover or ex-boyfriend or whatever it was and i didn't really understand like when this happened to me i i was like fuck this is the end of the world my whole life is over and i didn't understand it took a year for me to like get through my divorce and get through you know the crumbling of my entire life to sit down and be like okay i need i'm not just gonna walk away from this i i need to say something because i i didn't i said nothing I just walked away. Yeah. And, yeah, and a lot of people, and and I don't agree with this at all, but they they take silence as an admission of guilt sometimes. Yeah, and they don't fully think. Well, you know, for one thing, if you're going through a divorce, you're not going to talk about anything publicly until that's taken care of. Yeah, I mean, my 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 only goal was to you know <clears throat> pay the bills that I had, pay the fucking divorce attorney, get time with my son. You know, it was fu it was fucked up. It was a really fucked up time, and I didn't give a fuck about Twitter and what people said or YouTube or you know, whatever. Like my my mission was to show up for my kid. Yeah. And uh, it took it took about a year, and I and I sat down and I was like, you know, I've spent I've spent all this time. I spent 15 years making music and helping people, and you know, uh, traveling the world and having these great relationships and. I've changed a lot of people's lives with music. You know, people who have said, hey, I probably would have killed myself without this particular record or this particular song. And I couldn't sit there and just walk away. 
you know, so I spoke up and I, what I did was I sat down and I chronicled every text message and every conversation and, and laid it all out in chronological order and refuted each one of these allegations. You have a video for every allegation or all the allegations in like one video? Each accuser. Each Each accuser has like their own receipt, their own video. Yep. And then, and then a video, you know, kind of taking responsibility from, for what I did. And, And the truth is, you know. <clears throat> like yeah I probably shouldn't have gotten into a relationship with a whole bunch of women yeah you know was I the best boyfriend no I was fucking touring the world I was married and I had a kid and I didn't have a lot of time you know and it, you know what I mean yeah like uh, but but did I rape Sarka nope she says that I did I have a video that proves I didn't yeah and I'm I'm so the the Tumblr blog started after uh, you end, you didn't end up going to jail, right? So they tried to get you prosecuted. Okay, here's the timeline okay. of events. All right. In, in 2018, in January of 2018, I get a call from uh, the Federal Way Police, the detective. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I need to question you about this woman who's in the Czech Republic. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Because I hadn't seen her for a year. The and had you time. broken up with her or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I hadn't seen her for a year. So January of 2017 is when the last time I saw her and we had sex and that's when I took the video. And, you know, I got, I went in, uh, talked to this detective and he was like, hey, this is what this woman is saying. And I said, okay, here's a video of this encounter, completely consensual. And he was like, okay, have a good day. And that was February. So February, March, April, May. Obviously, when, when they take a report, they have to send it to uh, the prosecutor's office. The prosecutor's office has to be like, okay, we'll, we'll either, you know, charge or, you know, drop it. Yeah. And the prosecutor's office decided to not file charges at all. And that was that. And I was like, okay, cool. When they found that out, that's when they went to the press. That's when they put up the Tumblr blog. That's when they fucking did the articles. That's when all the press started happening and started contacting them. And they're like, he did this to me. He did that to me. And (laughs) that's, it's fucked, man. And you laid out all the timelines of events from what they, what, what they claimed after, Uh, like did their, their story change before when they went to the police and then when they went to the press did the, their stories change oh at all? yeah oh okay. yeah because most of them most all of them didn't go to the police yeah i mean obviously that's a big deal yeah for some reason they convinced this girl to go to the police and she was like okay which is pretty dark in and of itself i mean if you think about they're talking about me being a manipulative, abusive person. I mean, that is fucking dark. Well, wasn't there also a mentally ill girl that you had actually never had a relationship with that yeah. some they convinced that she had had one with yep. you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and they convinced her that I had a relationship with her while she was fucking underage. And meanwhile, I didn't even ever meet her. She, she claims that I fucked her when she was 14. I never met her until she was 16. You know, yeah. and I've, I've met tens of thousands of people in my life 
you know i've i've spoken to tens of thousands of people and to to have you know this girl was like clearly mentally she's got some serious fucking issues and they were able to convince her that i like fucking abused her and that i had sex with her and i'm just like you know it's very hard to to take that kind of <laughs> you know take that kind of abuse like no i didn't yeah uh, you know yeah. and there's there's how can i prove that this girl says it happened i can be like well i don't know you want to fucking look at my dick i like you know what i mean there's no way to the prove other it. the other situations you, you had like actual video proof that well, it was consensual <clears throat> well, or well yeah but for this particular instance for it, this for this yeah. mentally ill girl i have a fucking uh twitter message from her where we're speaking and i'm like hey i can't be speaking to you yeah you know what i mean yeah you know and obviously they fucking failed to post that i mean it was really uh, all the articles were like he did this to me and here's a text message of him calling me a whore you know what i mean also obviously he's a fucking abuser but no but none of them printed the messages that were right after that you know what I mean? Yeah. They took these, they t cherry picked these fucking text messages that make me look like a fucking asshole, and created a narrative. Right, yeah. selective screenshots. There's no context to them whatsoever. Yeah, and th this is what. Who was the alt press? Is that what we're looking at here? Yeah, and this, this article uh, was up. July 10th, 2018, so two years ago. It's gone now if you try to go to it now. And it got taken down, like, this week to today? Yep. yep. Today. That's... Because you finally, like, reached out to them, like, hey, like, how long ago did you reach out to them and, and tell them about the, <clears throat> the the fact that you, the stuff they put in there was completely wrong and well, no proof? Let me preface this by saying that alternative press have have been, like, the, the, uh, the editor, Jason Pettigrew, and the owner, Mike Shea, have been friends of mine since 2005. Yeah. Like, good friends. Where Mike came to my wedding. Okay. You know what I mean? Where he, he, he was the one that convinced me to go into business for myself and to do my own merch. And these guys came to every Cleveland show. And I went to their office. And, it, and it's not like, it's not as if Alternative Press was a big champion of William Patrol. I wasn't on the magazine cover you know, I was, they weren't printing features about me. They weren't, you know, you know what I'm saying? These guys were friends that I had. And, you know, Jason was a, f a friend of mine because Jason is like an old goth dude. <laughs> and, you know, we have a lot of similar interests. And these guys were friends. I thought we were friends. Yeah. And <clears throat> this shit happened in June of 2018. All these dumb fucking tabloid articles came out sex cult fucking sex cult. and they they were putting underage in it for a while but they ended up removing that when yeah. that was disproven but they were putting underage sex cult yeah in the title. well the first one was underage sex cult and then they had to take that out because that's a fucking serious allegation that's libel that's libel yeah so they they took that out pretty quick because there's no evidence of that i've never fucking i got kid yeah fucking disgusting so in july is when this one came out and what was really fucked up about it is that before this came out i spoke to those guys on the phone you know for a good long time 
where they were like, man, this is so crazy. Like, what, what are you going to do? What's happening? What's going on in your life? Like, is Lindsay okay? You know, is Phineas okay? And here I am broken. Yeah. Pouring my heart out to them. And then they fucking put this bullshit article up, which. Did they quote you on stuff they, you said while link, you were on the phone with them? They like, linked to the Tumblr blog. Yep. Nope, they didn't. Wow. They just put it up like it was fucking fact. You know, here's all the dark shit he's done. Here's all the allegations. Fucking fuck him. Fuck him. Is basically what they did. Fuck. Fuck our friend. And really kind of makes me feel like, oh, well, fuck, I guess they weren't your friend. <clears throat> so that was July 2018. I didn't give a fuck. At that point, I was like, okay, fuck, I got to deal with this... Uh, we gonna deal with this divorce now. Yeah. And uh, when I put out the videos the next year, the next summer, things kind of calmed down. I put out the videos, and a lot of things changed. Man, overnight the outrage died. It was like done. Hmm. And I I received tens of thousands of messages from people that were like, "Fuck, man, I'm sorry that I believed this shit. I'm sorry that I got that I believed the fake news," which was kind of heartwarming but the damage is done yeah right yeah only a fraction of people end up seeing the retraction or, yeah. or whatever and so there was one there was one allegation in the alt press article that i never addressed and it was from a woman named hannah and in the article you know it's you know hannah wishes to use an alias and you know, she's the 31-year-old, blah, 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 blah. And our relation, you know, our relation, he made me do this and he made me do that. And it was, you know, written. And, and this is a woman that I had a relationship with. That's true. A lot of the facts in the article were not correct. You know, it says, it, it said in there, you know, we, we decided to do a song together and I flew to L.A. And we went to a studio and recorded the track. That didn't happen. I, we... We recorded that track in a hotel room. She would have known that. So I fucking scrolled through her Instagram and I found a picture of us together. And it was like, happy birthday to the one and only master William Control, you know? Yeah. And I was like, shit, why does fuck she still have this up? So I DM'd her and I was like, hey, you, uh, you forgot to delete the evidence, Hannah, you know? And, and she responded back. She was like, what are you talking about? And we, when we started talking, I was like, hey, this, this is you, an alternative press article. And she's like, that wasn't me. And so, fuck. That's pretty fucked up. So yeah. how did they get that story from, because they didn't interview her, how did they get that story? That they got that story from one of my, one of the other accusers who oh. knew I was in a relationship with her oh. and talked to alternative press as if, it was her. As if it was not, her. Not to use a real name or hidden behind yep. claims and line the story up with what may have happened with her. Yeah. So I, I contacted, I sent Mike an email and I'm like, hey man, you know, I put out all these videos, all these allegations have been refuted with facts and evidence and your garbage article is still up. Let's talk about this thing. Yeah. And, you know, this woman that I know is saying she didn't do it. So what the fuck is going on here? Who who did this? Where are the tapes? Who interviewed her? And this was like 
I don't know, October of last year. And he was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, look into this and I'll, uh, we, you know, the, the woman that did this article left us for a competitor and, you know, well, I'll, I'll see what happened. And, and nothing ever came of it. I never, I didn't hear, I didn't ever hear back from him. That was it. And so when all this shit started kicking up last week, I was like, fucking people keep pulling this goddamn art, alternative press garbage piece of shit, fake news article. Yeah. I'm going to refute this publicly. And so I made a video for my YouTube channel. Like, hey, here is what it says. Here's my corroborating evidence with this woman who says it's not her. And this is her fucking story. And this is negligent journalism. This is g gross indecency. And we need to hold these people accountable. And I emailed Mike the other day, two days ago. And I was like, hey, man, this is what's going down. I'm, I've made a video. I know you don't give a fuck. But I'm putting it out. And he emails me today and he says, oh, the article's been taken down. <laughs> About time, Mike. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the hell? Like, what kind of fucking world do we live in where you can just destroy someone's life with fake fucking allegations and just be like, oh, whatever. It's all good. This was done across the board, too. Yeah. Um, you know, something really similar happened to a guy named Pro Jared. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where he had some fucking weird relationship with his wife or some. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't they, listen. I don't follow a lot of YouTube stuff, but I, I've, you know, like I know you guys. Yeah, I've heard that story. You know, obviously, I saw that fucking Onision shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of <sighs> fucking silly to me. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, is that Onision kind of in a way walked away with, with a W over Chris Hansen because it, it Chris Hansen showed up at Onision's house knocking on his door and Onision's like, I'm not going to interview. Like, you're just showing up to my house trying to interview me. So he called the cops on Chris Hansen and made him leave. And then Onision's like, Chris Hansen, let's do a live interview right now, but it has to be live. I don't want you to edit it and get me out of context. And Chris Hansen backed down and wouldn't do it. He was uh, like, he was like, you can you can record it for your channel even. You can record it, edit it however you want, but I want it to be live on my channel. Chris Hansen is a drama YouTuber. Yeah. No. Yeah, which is weird, man. Yeah. That's fucking weird. You were you were the dude that was like catching pedophiles. Right. What are you doing? He was he was the guy who was hosting the show about catching pedophiles because he really didn't do any of the work. He was just the figurehead, right? He was the face. They had the police. They had uh, perverted justice on the team. They had a whole uh, NBC's bankroll. They had all this stuff working to catch those guys. And even with all that, there was an entire season where they were out of jurisdiction for what they were doing and all the cases had to be thrown out. Oh. So even with all that, they had 22 guys that went on TV, were exposed as being pedophiles, and they couldn't do anything about it because they, 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 they set everything up poorly for the jurisdiction they were in. Time all the cases got journalism. thrown out. Time to cancel journalism. Yeah. They're working on it. What the fuck is journalism these days? <laughs> journalism these days is, oh, I heard a story. Here it is. Let's cancel them. That's not fucking... It, it, a journalist, w in my case, would have verified any of these facts. Would have contacted me and said, hey, this is what they said. And here, here's an interesting fact. When all that shit was going down and all these articles were coming out, two people 
two uh, uh, journalists, two actual journalists contacted me. One was The Stranger here in Seattle. And the other one was Vice. Because hmm. they wanted to do a story because it was big. Yeah. And in both those cases, the guy from The Stranger came down on a bus to Tacoma and he he emailed me at first and was like, "Hey, this uh, this story's turned into like a five thousand word thing. Like, do you want to say something?" And I was like, "Yeah, come down here." Yeah. And I sat down with him in the park for a good hour, and he was like, "Well, okay, this is what this woman said." And I was like, "Okay." And I pulled my laptop out and I said, "Okay, this is us fucking. Let him watch it." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is what this woman said." And I fuck pull out my laptop. Well, here's her text messages. Here's a video of her saying fucking, you know, yeah. the filthy shit. And you know what he did? He didn't write it. Yeah, didn't write a retraction or a, a, a opposing side either. No. He threw it all out, right? He threw it all out. I had, he just uh, never did. He just never did. It. Same thing happened with Vice. Yeah. I got on the phone with that whatever Sophia, I don't know, fucking name, some, something. And I, and I was like, oh my God, fucking Vice. Fuck. This is a fucking big deal. And after she had gotten the facts, she was like, yeah, we're not going to do a story. Yeah. I had a, me and Ben were on Capitol Hill one night and we were with some guys that were live streaming and saying like shitty jokes. Two people who have almost been canceled themselves. Yeah. One guy that was on Chris Hansen and one guy that Chris Hansen would probably love to. Right. Sam Pepper and Ice Poseidon. (laughs) Yeah. They were out there and we were like, just, we just gotten with them a few minutes before and they were being. Like edgy mouthy, edgy. like saying shit that I. They wouldn't. were on Capitol Hill saying like, "How many genders are there?" Yeah, just trying to like trigger that. people, and it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 so it's so like it's so low. Like lowbrow, edgy attack humor, and it's like this is not the place for that. Capitol Hill is probably one of the most progressive, like no bullshit areas. Like there's rainbows in the streets. Like yeah. they're like no, no, not here. So they're doing that, and I I was with them, and me and Ben were like you know walking the around picture. them, and uh, they like said this is some lady, and she gets all angry and took pictures of everybody there. She uh, chases down the street. It chases do it. down the street. Took pictures. Posted it saying like these guys were saying racist homophobic things on Capitol Hill and of course Ben and I are like front and center. Yeah, I I just found the picture. Hold and, on, and <laughs> I'm the I'm the only one anybody like recognized for locally. some reason locally. You know, I, yeah. I have I have like I do music and stuff out here too. So like I was I, I'm a, I'm locally known. So immediately I'm getting blown up. Say it ain't so, Billy. Say it or you can't believe you're racist, Billy. Oh, it's kind of blurry. Yeah. But yeah, you can see uh, me and Billy. That's wow, Billy. Yeah. In the in the bottom corner is uh, the two guys that were actually making the fucking jokes. And I took the video I had because they were live streaming it. I had someone hit me up from a, a newspaper that was like trying to get my side because they were ready to like throw throw this out there. Like, can we get your side? I showed her the video of what was actually going down, and then. Nothing ever got released. That she threw her article away. She realized it was that's a journalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there, a journalist. Yeah. These a, journalists that put out this bullshit—they're not journalists. They're activists. They don't have any. They don't want justice. They want clickbaitable headlines. Yeah, that's right. what they want. Revenue. And they want to give opinions more than actual facts and news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was actually a, after that incident that we just showed you there They're was a, fucking losers yeah. is what they are childless fucking loser hags that have nothing to offer the world 
They're trying to compete with like people who just put out a Twitter post and get more views and 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 writing. So they can't go and they they can't look for actual journalism. They can't look for anything that will take time to put in because they're competing with the person who can just say 280 characters, 140 characters on Twitter and get 50,000 retweets. You know. Yep. So they're just they're they're trying to steal clicks. That's the thing. That, that they want to be first. Yeah. They got to be first. And, and if, that's shoddy, man. That's shoddy because it fucking ruins people's lives. Yeah, when you're racing to be first, you're not making sure that you're right. Yep. Or, or then when you figure out you're right, you just throw it all away, anyways, because you don't want to. You don't want to tell that story. Yep. I don't want to tell the, the the truth. I just want what's going to get the clicks. I yeah. want to get what's going to pull people in. Yeah. I didn't. That that's kind of really what fucking pissed me off about that guy and the stranger. He didn't want to tell the truth. Yeah. Because that goes against the narrative. Yep. That. I'm a fucking monster, you know, and he doesn't want to get attacked by SJWs. So he's like, well, fuck it. He had 5,000 words. He took a two hour bus trip down to come yep. get the story, got his little anti scoop and yep. then let it fizzle. 5,000 words is not is that's a big article. Yeah. That's like a cover story in Vanity Fair. 5,000 right. words. That's a lot of fucking. That's a big story. He must have been pissed that you weren't like. <laughs> like he was like, oh man, an actual monster. I was gonna, yeah, he wanted he wanted to get his break off your back. Yeah, that's rough. Poor guy. I should I should do something terrible so he can write a story about me. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, there was a there was a group of local bouncers on Facebook that, uh, and it was the what what was it? Beat up Billy the fridge. Hashtag beat up Billy the fridge. Yeah. After that, there was like a group yeah, of people like, locally. They wanted to jump him. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> just because of that. Wow. I'm a sweet boy. What? Yeah. <laughs> but nobody really gets the facts before they make the hashtag. No. They just they just hear oh he's a racist. Right. Oh well he must be a racist. Yeah. You know what? What world are we living in where people are so fucking incurious about the truth? Let's like open get your worse, fucking too. mind. Be a be a a person. Don't be a re. Well, don't be an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be a reject. Yeah, reject. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> we uh, the, the, when that whole Onision thing came down, and I was uh, at his house. Uh, the, the internet was very upset with me, and yes, the, the couple. I don't know. A week or so later, I was at a friend's house, and um. They were like, you should live stream. You should live stream. That was so funny when you were at Onision's. You should, you should do a stream here. And I was like, okay, I'll do a stream here. Uh, put, on, put on my little webcam. And there was a girl there that was like, I don't want to be like on camera. She's like, I'm kind of awkward. But you know, I'm just going to like lay on the couch and you could like make jokes around me or whatever. I just don't want to be on camera because I'm awkward. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like, hey, guys, I'm at this house party. I'm too drunk to drive. And I'm just like, I'm like, as I'm there, I'm like pretending I'm going to play with this girl's feet while she's passed out. Cause another girl there is like, no Billy, no one trying to push me off. So it's like, I'm creating this animosity between the girl that's passed out and the girl that's like awake. They wanted me to live stream with her. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take her feet. And she's like, no, go away, go away. And she's like, it's like a stupid little thing I'm playing on the camera. But someone who was like an Onision fan saw that and was like, explain this video where you try and rape a girl on the couch who's passed out. Jeez. And it's like going everywhere. And I'm like, why would I live stream myself actually attacking somebody? Like, do you not get that this is a, a fucking a, 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 a pretty like lame joke but it's like it's all a joke yeah like it's, it's, these are all like friends of mine at a party that is like four people 
It's four people. People are idiots. Yeah. That's the reality, is that people are idiots and they want to be easily, they're easily led. What, what was that? Was Didn't some woman message you the one day and that was like, you know what, Billy? You just have to trust Chris Hansen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I know he's, I know he's done some bad things, but I'm worried if we don't, if, if we try to go against Chris Hansen, I'm worried Onision will go free. Yeah. Onision won't go to jail. They think so, Chris Hansen's like a police officer. We have to, we have to believe Chris Hansen. Right. I'll tell you what, man. I think a lot of, a lot of this drama YouTube stuff that, you know, you're trying to, we're all trying to cancel Onision. We're trying to get him to go to jail. Like you're probably fucking up any sort of case right. that you might have had. Some of it has been it fucked up. By, actually, it is. Yeah. Um, so, like all of, this drama, all these people throwing their fucking two cents in and doing all this stuff and thinking they're internet sleuths. You're just fucking up. If if there was a case to be had, you probably just fucked it up. Chris Hansen sent uh, sent some of the only actual evidence like physical evidence that could be presented that might have some incriminating uh evidence in it it was a laptop and instead of sending it directly to the fbi he sent it to his lackey who and they had him sent to the office so they could inspect it and, and so it never could, went anywhere and it just sat there for months when there was supposed like actual evidence of of something going on on this laptop and he just let it sit there for months Finally, the girl's like, hey, what's going on? They're like, I don't know. It's just sitting here. She's like, well, send it back to me. I'll send it to the FBI myself. And I don't know. It admitted it to the FBI or something. Yeah, if Chris Hansen but, had so many direct contacts with the FBI, you'd think he would have been able to give it to the laptop to the FBI more easily. But I don't think he gives a fuck no. about these cases. He doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't actually think Onision or Davi is a predator. He just cares about his YouTube channel. Yep. And getting fucking views. I definitely believe that he's 100% in it for the views. I think the uh, that there was a story that was breaking out with the guy Ice Poseidon, and he was following it. And um, the Ice Poseidon guy was like, hey, man, I know you're kind of broke right now. Uh, let's uh, let, let me let me throw you some money, and you can come on a, the a, a live stream with me or something, and you, we, could, we could we could we could bury this. And then about a week or two later, he's like he was supposed to have this guy on the show, and the 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 internet connection was mysteriously gone. And he said we had a very good conversation. I think he's you know very very innocent guy, and it was just it, it, like his tune changed. That was before he went to Onision. Before he went to Onision, yeah. it was like he was did he looking. get did he get bought off for this? Because he he didn't go into it at all. And the guy said he was going to pay him off, and or he would pay him off. And then the tune changed to 180. The guy didn't even go on the show. It was just like did he just get some money and shut up? Because Chris Hansen's history is really scummy as far as money goes. This guy went to he—he um, he had fraudulent case because he wrote he went, bad checks. He wrote a bad check to yeah. a, a mom and pop printing store because he was supposed to send out a bunch of mugs and T-shirts to a Kickstarter campaign he had like a year before. He raised like a hundred thousand dollars. Didn't send out any of the the prizes, the, the shirts and mugs and hats and bullshit. There was the, the merch, the merch level tier. And so a year later, everybody's complaining about the Kickstarter not getting their stuff. He goes, writes a bad check for $13,000 to get all the stuff to send to the people. That gets him, uh, winds, winds him up with a fucking prison photo, you know, the, the mugshot. Yeah. He gets his damn mugshot charged with fraud uh, over some, some, like, some shit that he should have paid for out of the damn Kickstarter money when that happened. But he let it sit for a year, fucking yeah. his fans over. And now he sees a, a more of a money train here. 
and he's just trying to yeah and it's funny because it when, when billy did that stream going to onision's house he he got a bunch of donations doing it it was over what like six hours or something yeah it, it was, was a it was a long stream. time um but when he did that everyone everyone demanded that he donate the money to the victims but no one ever said chris hansen should do that yeah that's because i wasn't being i wasn't taking it serious enough <laughs> I got you were actually admitting that you were that you were a YouTuber and not a cop. Yeah, I'm a guy. I'm just over here like for one. And and on top of that, I got video of Onision molesting somebody on you. Yeah, I'd I'd rather not say who it was. Onision humped like dry humped him on on the live. I got video proof. Onision was a a molester on on camera. (laughs) Yeah. And and but no, instead they just victim shame me and said, ha ha, Onision raped you. Ha ha ha. toxic culture yeah nobody wants nobody wants what's right they want what makes them feel the best in the I moment mean, is there a money train in this is there a money train for chris hansen yes oh, he's, going he yes. makes a lot of money oh, man. yeah and i thought he was done when the onision well dried up but the dobby thing is is uh is going pretty well for him too Damn. um so <laughs> that, i don't know I don't know. I've seen a couple of tweets like, we need to get Chris Hansen to investigate William Control. Like, okay, give him my number. Let's go. Yeah, he'll he'll probably... <laughs> he, he seems to only want to talk to people who have can give him information on how to better be a YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> like when he gets somebody else, so tell me, how do you get the views and stuff like that? I was, just, I was always asking them questions about... It like, wasn't that what he did when Jeffree Star was on. He just sat there I and like... I didn't watch that yeah, one. Everybody told me he was just kind of like rubbing a Jeffree Star for information on how to be a better fucking streamer. When Jacqueline Glenn was on, he was like, so, tell me, who, yeah. who, who's a, who's another, who's worse than Onision? Looking for new targets to go after? <sighs> Get a job. <laughs> Get a job, Chris Hansen. He's gonna continue running with this until, I don't know, until it runs dry? I mean, I got nothing against the guy. I mean, you know, I remember, I remember that show. Yeah, I, yeah. everybody, everybody liked that show. Yeah. Everybody watched that, that show. It was a great show. Like, yeah, get that motherfucker. Yeah, how could you not like a show where they get pedophiles and 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 throw them in, in jail? You know, and also embarrass them uh, publicly before it happens. Oh, too. Yeah. I, I hope that put the fear in a lot of them and kept them it from doing did. it. Right. I don't yeah. know. I would hope uh, that was the, but, one of the side effects. You know, on YouTube, because of that show existing, what like what was it like fifteen? plus years ago there was a there was a, a huge fan base here on youtube that would kind of make reaction videos and even some people emulated it and caught predators on their own and then chris hansen comes around to youtube and starts flagging down those channels because he felt like they were ripping him off so huh. he he came into this with a really bad reputation to begin with huh yeah, yeah the, t- the tcap community is what it was called yeah, the, to catch a predator community the tcap and they were like super big fans of the show and continued it going years after it was gone. And he came in and was just like, nope, flagged, flagged, flagged. And you're like, wait a second, guy, that's not how YouTube works. Like, these people are using your content, like, fair use to, like, perpetuate, like, the, the, the idea that this stuff is good and can keep going on. And you're over here striking them down because you're not getting money directly off of them. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's fucked. And then you have the copycat channels, the people that. They just emulate whatever Chris Hansen is doing. Like, what, like they'll talk about the exact same shit he's talking about. Like, uh, like that girl that interviewed that 
that woman who used to do your merch work for you. Oh yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> uh, and and Repzilla, those kind of people. Yeah. Um. Just looking for the next uh, the next well to start, you know, getting water out of. Yeah, it's a big nothing burger on me. Sorry, yeah. sorry to disappoint you, drama fucking nerds. <laughs> I like how the the guy Mike from uh, Alt Press was like he was at your wedding. Yep. And you he called you before all this went down and you poured yourself out to him. Yeah. And he just like no sold it and then you go hit him up months ago about the the girl that the, the Hannah girl that didn't exist. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, well, I don't know, we'll look into it." And then now when this all gets brought up again, you're like, "Hey, uh I'm putting some shit out." He's like, "Oh, it's down. It's down." Yep. <laughs> Garbage. I hope he's watching right now. Yeah, Mike, if you're watching right now, I'm going to have a wedding soon. You're invited. (laughs) (laughs) I need some new friends, Mike. Here you're a good one. You know, I'm not like I'm not even mad. You know, I'm just I'm just hurt. Yeah. You know. But that's life, man. Peaks and valleys. You had some good peaks. So, you know, I, I you think it's. You need to have these lows to even it out, or you wouldn't want them, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't. You know, a lot of things have changed for me for sure. You know, and uh, what I, what 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 they wanted was to completely destroy my life, and in a sense, they did. But what they did do the the effect of that was that it proved the snakes that I had in my life it proved who they really were you know and it it showed me it showed me this life that I was living with these people that I considered my friends were not really my friends and and that was a hard pill to swallow you know, you fucking walk around and you think all these people that are texting you or in your inbox are your allies. They're your friends. They're your people you can count on. But when, you know, the rubber meets the road, they fucking disappear. And that and that's that's hard to fucking deal with. Yeah. You know, but it did show me who my real friends were. Didn't you have people who were actually, you know, living locally to you that were working from you kind of stab you in the back too? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, um... I remember seeing things where they were trying to like, inv- they were saying, oh, uh, he claims he's charted on Billboard, but that's all a lie. I remember that. I like literally went to the website and you can look it up. Yep. Because they, they document all of that. So I don't, it just seems like they were, they were trying to gain clout. Yeah. Manufacturing fucking outrage. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so... I guess we'll. Do you have anything that you want to say before we wrap this topic up? Or, um, <laughs> like I don't. I didn't come with a prepared statement or anything. Yeah, we linked your channel in the description. So if anyone wants to get the full context on Will's side of the story, where he goes through all of his accusers and and all of that, you can go there and check that out. And it's fucking disgusting. So, yeah. Be prepared. Yeah, I liked it how your first video was just background on you, though, and you and you revealed that you were a drug addict before you were even an adult. Well, actually, that was my last video. Oh, was that your last one? Okay, because yeah. I I went through each allegation first. Okay, you know, as chronologically too, so it was like a timeline of events, and then that last video I did was kind of just me fucking putting it all out there. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's it's crazy that you got all of that kind of out of the way before most people even get started on it. Yeah, I probably should have, uh, you know, mounted Onision, but the, I, the cops were supposed to be coming. The lady in the beginning of the, that whole thing said the cops were on their way. So I, I was like, I thought I was going to go to jail that night. It was, it, was, it was uncomfortable. And then I got taken advantage of <laughs> by an yeah, onion. Quite a bit, too. Yeah. I was uh, getting the scoop. What were you asking me there? Because that robot voice. Oh, me. oh no. I, I was just saying, like, I found it interesting that you got into the, like, you know, you got into drugs and alcohol before most people even get started on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, you you were clean before you were even 18? Yeah, I got sober when I was 17, right before I turned 18. Wow. And I've been sober almost 21 years now. Yeah, because I, I think that there was a lot of accusations of you being like a cokehead or whatever. Yeah, which part. I thought was special. Yeah. <laughs> like, bitch, I've been going to AA meetings for fucking two decades since before you were born. <laughs> I'm old. I just turned 39 uh, a couple weeks ago, so I'm feeling it. You're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it. And so... And Billy's twenty two. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go and to drink soon. Yeah. When uh, when when this all came back up again, it's because the Davi Vanity thing came back up. Yeah. How, how like what is your opinion on all that? Like, I don't got an opinion on that, man. Yeah. I toured with the guy. You know, he was nice enough to take me on on a tour when his band was fucking huge, and I was just starting out. You know, because yeah. I went from Aiden and Aiden was a pretty big band. Yeah. And when I started William Control, I had to start from the ground up. You know, I had to start by myself, you know, with uh, as a brand new band. Yeah. And I took every tour that was given to me. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I toured with Jeffree Star. I toured with Blood on the Dance Floor. And, you know, his band was fucking huge at that time yeah and i was like hell yeah i'll fucking go on that tour yeah it's not like it, you shouldn't be expected to run a background check on everyone you're touring with that happens to us even here with people we've had on the show we had a woman uh that is now in jail awaiting trial for molesting her own kid jesus uh, and uh, i mean who knows innocent we don't know where that's gonna yeah, land we don't know, but we, she's been in jail for over a year and a half awaiting trial on this yeah and people called us out because we had her on she she's an adult film star and we had had her on like a couple times oh yeah i remember hearing about that yeah mercedes, mercedes Carrera. Carrera. yeah yeah kind of fucking dark yeah it yeah. is yeah i you know i hope that for her sake that none of that was true uh, but if it was, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. You know, it's, and people were calling us out Im like immediately. Like we, like we know her and condone, uh, you know, any of her alleged actions. Right. Uh, well, I, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what it's been, you know? Well, uh, he was on tour with them. So I've, like bitch, his band was the headliner and I was opening. I was, yeah. he was busy. Oh, I, I saw him, you know, Oh, Hey dude. Yeah. Maybe once, twice, three times a week? Yeah. Oh, That's I've, it. <laughs> exactly. I don't you know, know people who uh, 
who don't know the music industry when you open for a big band uh you, you're not like you're not their homie you're not their friend right like, yeah it's very rare that you spend I mean, any quality time with somebody he was he they were nice yeah, i really like i really liked them a lot yeah. he was very friendly you know i i feel like mate you know he respected me as an artist you know and jay yeah. the other guy jay really you know i got along I, I got along with him fine yeah did i see anything untoward on on those tours no yeah and 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 here I'll be honest, man. I know people like to jump to conclusions, you know. I'm not gonna. I, I believe in the Magna Carta. I believe that you know the Western uh, Western society that's built on I- innocent until proven guilty is a very important aspect of our society. And if we if we lose sight of that and we go back to a time where you can just be lynched for someone saying you did something wrong, yeah. then that's a very dangerous thing for us to, that's a dangerous road. And that's what we're living in now. This Twitter fucking cancel culture, you know, dog pile. Oh, he did this. Oh, obviously it's true. Someone on the internet said it. Yeah. Right. You know, this is very dangerous. So, I, you know, I don't have, I don't have any opinion. I'll have an opinion if he gets charged and arrested and goes to jail. Yeah. Then I'll be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. But until then, he's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, not the court of fucking public opinion. I agree. You fucking dolts. (laughs) (laughs) Your opinion means nothing. I just want to say I'm holding you in contempt for the court of public opinion because they... (laughs) they, they, If I don't do that, I'm gonna get it too. So I'm, I'm throwing I'm throwing you under the bus now. Look, so I don't- <laughs> we have to really, we, you know, us as a society, man, we have to really kind of like step back and 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 realize what is happening here, because what is happening is not okay. You know, lives are being ruined. I mean, I hear about it all the time. My, my fucking wives watch, you know, this YouTube stuff and like, oh, well, this guy's being canceled and he's canceling this guy's, you know, fucking yeah. subscription or his his ad revenue is being attacked by all these people. And it's what kind of what kind of person are you where where you just blindly go into something with some rage and be like, oh, I'm on this side or oh, I'm on this side without any facts. And you fucking try to ruin people's lives. It's become a form uh, of entertainment. Yeah, it's a hundred percent entertainment. Yeah, it's people feel like they're a virtue. It's virtuetainment, right? Yep. Like, oh, I'm 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 doing something good for the world by taking down this, <laughs> it this evil pro, man. It happened with Pro Jared. Most people didn't even know who Pro Jared was. He had a niche audience. It was huge. He had over a million subscribers, and he had been on mainstream TV before and everything. But it came out that him and his wife were getting divorced because they had found other people. It was all you know. She blamed him. He blamed her. But then. All of a sudden, it came out that he was trading nudes with with fans here and there, uh, and then people just dogpiled on him because they ended up like rumors came out that he was sending nudes to underage fans, which was proven to not be true. But at that point, there was a whole Reddit just dedicated to hating on him. Yeah. So any rumor that was put in there was automatically believed if it was negative about yep. him, and it, it it ruined his life. And then later on, he made a video coming back with the receipts. And but by that time, no hardly, one cared. Right. No one gave hardly a fuck. anybody. Yeah. So you know what? I, like, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking go out and say you are fucking a retard if you are a part of that culture. And what are you going to do? Cancel me again? <laughs> 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 
I don't give a fuck at this point. You're in contempt of the court of public opinion. Yeah, fuck William the court. Control. <laughs> you're 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 in contempt. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the court of public opinion, man. I I fucking have a great life. I have a great <laughs> life with people that I love, and <laughs> I give zero fucks. Can you uh, at any point see yourself, you know, like going out on tour again? Oh man, you know. When I stopped touring, I felt like a big re- weight had been lifted off my shoulder because, you know, I'm I'm not a huge artist, you know? I'm not fucking Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not a... Have you seen Corey Feldman's music videos? Oh, yeah, bro. I, <laughs> oh, God. Let me tell you something. My whole life, people have been saying, oh, you kind of look like Corey Feldman. Yeah. My whole life. Oh, yeah. Since Goonies. Yeah. You know, and and I've loved that guy forever. Yeah. I really do. I love him as an actor. I love him as a musician now that he's like kind of fucking kooky. Oh, yeah. I'll always love Corey Feldman. But let me tell you something. If we were actually brothers, that motherfucker would have got the junk sperm. (laughs) 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 But I no, I really love him. Yeah. He seems like a good guy who's just, uh, I don't know. Child actor, all fucked up in the head. Yeah. The story between him and the other Corey is. Dude, dark. It's a rough one. It's. It's a lot of this cancel culture stuff, I I swear, is like optics to hide a lot of the stuff that's really bad. Oh, yeah. You you hear about. Everything that's going on with the uh, Brian Singer, the guy who directed the X-Men films and Usual Suspects. And oh, yeah, all that pedophile shit, Hollywood dude, pedophile stuff. It is. It looks bad on him. And they just gave him the Oscar for a movie he didn't even finish, right? Bohemian Rhapsody? Like, <laughs> that, that, got, that got an Oscar, and he didn't even finish directing it. But it's, it's like he, everybody else is getting canceled and hit, and he gets to just disappear midway through production and not get targeted so, so, and, and, and maybe maybe he's Something innocent right on. maybe he's innocent but it doesn't look like it and, and and there's a whole lot of evidence that connects him to some really people people who are not innocent you know yeah there's there's a, a deleted or not a deleted scene there's an extra commentary footage from the x-men film and they're talking about a scene that has two guys that are convicted like pedophiles as extras in the film and the, the, the scene starts out with this little boy on the beach looking at a naked old man crawling out of the water. And the boy's mouth's like, and then it goes into these two guys who are convicted child, you know, bad people. <laughs> and, and, and then Stan Lee in the background selling a hot dog. And you're like, why, why are they all together in one scene with a naked man and a little boy? Yeah, like, well, dude. This is from fucking X-Men. What is going on? Dude, there's some dark shit going down, down there. There has been for a long time. I mean, look what happened to fucking Epstein. Bro, yeah. look what happened to Epstein, okay? Epstein did, yeah, Epstein did not commit suicide. He did not kill himself, and he was the link to it all. He knew about it all. All the politicians, all the Hollywood people. Yeah. They royalty. Fucking, they killed royalty. him in the fucking prison that they held El Chapo. El Chapo, the fucking drug kingpin, was in that same prison. Yep. And they fucking killed him, and then and then what? The guards were like, "Oh, well, we turned off the cameras," or "Oh, I don't yeah. know what happened." Why? <laughs> and all of that shit just disappeared. Just people stopped talking about it. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's really scary. That's why we're here to tell jokes, guys. We're just here to have fun, good time. <laughs> Thank you to the CIA for all the donations they continue to give us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's check out the Streamlabs donations and we'll see what people said, the ones that didn't read out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And if you're watching right now, please like the stream. Make sure you're subscribed, all that cool stuff. Um, also, actual maniacs. Uh, actually, never mind. I don't have the camera set up right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we'll probably have a picture somewhere, maybe. But if, if we do, if we don't. I love all three of your sweet, beautiful boys. Remember, today is a fine day to kill God. I'm about to get high and play with my new synth. That's, cool. not, that's not a bad that's not a bad way to play. What kind of synth, though? Yeah, what that's kind of synth question. is it? That's, uh, let us know. Hit us, hit us with a, a, another, uh, another dono. Tell us what kind of synth it is. Wow. Uh, unknown one, uh, Billy, you should turn the onion boy around instead of him doing you that way. Oh, we already read that. Fuck you. Quit bringing that up. But thank you for your donation. Um, <laughs> that was Papa Genome 24 that got the new sense. So we'll keep an eye out for your name and tell us what you got. Did you know Onision used to uh, date the daughter of one of the guys from Ministry? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, was it Al Jorgensen? Al, yeah. yeah. I, don't, yeah I don't know anything about Onision. Yeah, I, had, I don't know who he is. I don't know. I never heard of him until your Sky's Sex Colts got mixed in between. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the I crossover. Ne I never heard of him until the crossover Sex Colts. God, <laughs> God. The robot chicken MLP said, "Unfortunately, I'm too busy with homework to watch tonight, but I wanted to ask: Do I need to send my address on Patreon for the actual maniacs?" Uh, uh, you do want to update your pledge. I've heard some people they had to cancel their pledge and then re uh, like re go in and put in their address there's some way through patreon to put in your address okay so just make sure your address is on there before the end of the month so that we send it to you <laughs> the cinephiliac says holy shit the dude from aiden is on dp 13 year old emo cinephiliac just had a heart attack death by boner <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah i had uh crypto Cryptos Rock says, hey, guys, I'm looking to do something new with my pubes. Any ideas? Please, nothing too over the top. I, what are you doing with your pubes right now? Manscaped. Well, yeah, Sponsor. Yeah, I, I would hope. Yeah, I would hope you just manscape them. There's a nice. Uh, no, nah, man. Bring back that big bush. <laughs> the big bush. <laughs> the big 70s. 70s bush. Just let it go. See, I'm worried that, that that's going to take away valuable like inches, visual inches from my <laughs> penis. Yeah, because he already lost a bunch of weight. So that made his penis grow. Yeah, so. but but I don't want to I don't want to cover that that shaft with with brush. I want to. How much exposed. shaft did you gain when you lost the weight? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it was there and I just couldn't see it, or <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. Just it's a nice it's a nice dong now. Before it was like questionable, <laughs> questionable. Like, what's going on there? No, it's a nice one. Uh, Lucas Stewart, thank you for your twenty five dollar Patreon uh, subscription. You'll get an actual maniac. Uh, this month is Billy. Those of you that say you can't get in in time uh, for that, I, 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 I'm sorry, you can't. Limited edition. And so we, we'll, maybe, maybe somewhere down the line you'll be able to get a Billy in some form or another. But oh, there will be. There, there will be more editions. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. But uh, Ryby Jenkins said this is from Momo in the chat. Nikki Goods said William, take these critics to the Whipping House. Ha. Red Scare, uh, time to cancel journalism. Lord Vader says, uh, ooh, ooh, tubes, Corey Feldman on DP. Enjoyed your work in Friday the 13th Part 4. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord Vader. That's my greatest role. <laughs> greatest role ever. Greatest role. We had uh, Fidel Castro say, I saw Aiden and William Control every time you guys went to the UK and Nottingham. Really love them shows, and it's strange to see someone I used to listen to on the podcast I frequently watch. Yeah. Fuck, man, Nottingham. 
Rock City. Rocky, that's the place? It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest venues in the world. Rock City. Three levels. There's the big main room. There's the medium room. And then there's the little fuck punk rock room. And we first went over there the first time. Played the little punk rock room. Yeah. And Aiden did really well in the UK. And I'll tell you, man. We, one time we played the middle room. We were on tour headlining. And the, the backstage. Those, all those venues are super fucking old. They're, you know, it was like an old pickle factory or something. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they're all fucking repurposed. But the the dressing room for all the venues were all in one place. So the main big one is, you know, we had a room. The same night we played, Dio played the big room. Oh, wow. Fucking Dio. And we had a room right next to his. And I have on video somewhere in my boxes of shit from back then a video of me with my arm around Dio. At the (laughs) Nottingham Rock City. Yeah. And he's like... Aiden rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good video. I'll Shit. never, I'll never forget that. I was like, fucking. He played Holy Diver twice. He's like, that song was so good. We're gonna sing it again. <laughs> it was great. So yeah. yeah, Rock City. What up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That catches us up with okay. all the. Uh, the donos tonight yeah Thank you so guys. if you have anything uh you want to ask will or you want to ask us feel free to send in some more streamer labs we'll read them before the end of the show let's do the news segment i'm going to pull up where is it there it is have you been following the news recently <laughs> it doesn't even matter because this is all like ridiculous news anyway so here it comes keep calling sir it got me so humiliating discriminating against wolves. Wow. They're laughing at us, at our stupidity. All right. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. That's my bad. Technical issue. Oops. No, I'll, I'll fix it. We'll be right back. Oh, uh, fuck. Sorry, my program is... The CIA is shutting us down. Yeah, yeah, they know what's up. <laughs> um, here is... Here's some of the... We'll close these... World Health Organization halts trials of Trump's miracle COVID-19 drug citing safety concerns. This is, that's kind of funny. Didn't he just pull funding from the World Health Organization? <laughs> I, I think he did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. Hmm. So th- he's taking this drug and we don't even know if it does anything or not, but he <sighs> says he's taking it just in case. Hydroxychloroquine yeah. is what it's called. An experimental coronavirus treatment amid mounting safety concerns. Surprising to no one, it appears the anti-malarial drug might not be the miracle COVID-19 treatment that President Donald Trump has hyped it up to be. Other potential treatments involved in the agency's so-called solidarity trial, including the experimental drug Remdesivir and various HIV medications, are still being studied, officials said Monday. However, testing for hydroxychloroquine has been halted pending a safety assessment in light of a recent study linking the drug to an increased risk of death and heart ailments among COVID-19 patients. The executive group has implemented a temporary pause of the hydro droxychloroquine <laughs> arm within the solidarity trial while the safety data is reviewed by the data safety monitoring board the world health organization's director general tedros adnaham gabrizius they want me to just read some shit tonight by the way yeah 
said at a press conference per Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. Sumia Swanthman, (laughs) the agency's chief scientist, added that it's important to continue to gather evidence on the uh, efficacy and safety of hydroxychloroquine before pushing forward with testing. We want to use it if it's safe and efficacious. I don't... That's a word I should know. Efficacious, we call it. (laughs) Efficacious. Reduces mortality, reduces the length of hospitalization without increasing adverse uh, events, she said. So... People are having heart problems. I don't know. While taking this. They said that Trump has a heart problem already, so he probably shouldn't be taking this stuff. I thought the doctor that got... That one doctor said he was like perfect health, right? They say a lot of things about Trump, right? That aren't true, right? I don't know. Um, I just, I, I'm waiting for. He him does to... say that he takes this medication though, and I'm not sure if it does anything or if it if it has adverse effects. But you're right. You did mention that you know he did, he cut funding to these people, so maybe they're maybe they're just like, well, screw you, your your drug that you think is so cool, we're not going to use it. I mean, obviously, and whoever fucking wrote this piece hates him. <laughs> it's it's I mean, the what, journalism. What did what did the who do? <laughs> I mean, besides write good songs, <laughs> these guys these guys covered up for China. These guys made it seem like it wasn't a big deal until it was. Do we know where Kim Jong Un is right now? Yeah, we, he's fine. Is he is he good? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's fine. Now. Okay, okay, okay. That yeah, was all fake news too. Okay, yeah. Brothers allowed Black Widow to sting them, believing they'd turn into Spider Man. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Did yeah. it work? I need to know. I need to know if it worked. Three young Bolivian boys were hospitalized earlier this month when they were stung by a black widow spider while tending goats in a small Bolivian village, a report Monday said. Well, that's their first problem. Spider-Man was from uh, New York City. Yeah, and it was a radioactive spider, right? Yeah, yeah it was this black widow. Maybe they, at best they might have turned into Scarlett Johansson if they got bit by a black widow. <laughs> that's, that's just a lack of education right there. Yeah, these poor kids. Read more comics, kids. Believing a bite by the spider would give them powers like comic book superhero Spider-Man, the boys aged 12, 10, and 8 from Chayanta, a town in Andean region of Potosi, approached the spider on May 14th and poked it with a stick. Uh, Virgilio Pietro, epidemiology chief at the Bolivian Ministry of Health, told Telemundo. So they poked it with a stick, right? You're not supposed to ask the spider for powers. No, the spider it, it comes as you. Exactly. The, that's that's a, they're, they're making so many mistakes. The first symptoms appeared within a few minutes. Their mother rushed them to a local health center. Their health did not improve, and they were transferred to a hospital in the town of La Lagua. <laughs> when the boys failed to improve overnight, they were taken to the children's hospital in La Paz with muscular pain, sweating, fever, and general tremors. Pietro explained. After administering a serum against bites, they improved until they were discharged on May 20th. I wonder how far into this process the boys were, like, still thinking they might be Spider-Man. Yeah, like, feeling sick as their superpowers settling in. Yeah, everybody, every Spider-Man I've seen in the origin story, he always has that sickness period. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, God. Uh, and they're like, oh, man, it's fucking working. It's working. Fucking no. dummies. Do you remember the, the Spider-Man movie where he turned emo? Yeah, that was the amazing Spider. No, not the. There was Spider Man Three by Sam Sam Raimi. Yeah, it was the, the one. It was because of the the black suit, right? It, yeah, yeah, the symbiote came yeah. down. That's when they had Venom come in with uh, the kid from that '70s show played Venom. Topher. 
Topher yeah. Grace. I think that was a terrible choice for Venom. Uh, am I wrong? He's like a Spider-Man type. He's the nerdy kid. I thought he would have been a better Spider-Man than uh, or, or whoever Spider-Man was. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. But he's like just a Spider-Man type to me. Venom's like a big badass. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Yeah. The, 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 did you see the new Venom that came out? Oh, yeah. It was so fucking crazy. I feel like I was watching a superhero version of The Room. It was just <laughs> it was so funny. Like, it was just the, the weirdest shit. It was, it was, I'll watch it again. I was laughing the whole way through. But CDC warns of aggressive cannibal rats facing shortage of garbage to eat. Yeah, that sucks. Jesus. Pe- people aren't feeding the rats. Right. There's not enough garbage, so they're going to start eating each other. Rats are Rats are like crazy animals. You know what a rat king is? I I remember that as a character from the Ninja Turtles. A rat king is where the rats like are they're they're festering in like a, a pit or something, and they get stuck together, like their hair mats together. And the so tails it's like and shit. yeah, all these tails and and they're they're just they become one mass of rats that has to move as one big like unit. unit yeah. It's 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 crazy. It, it's it, it shouldn't exist. But that it sounds exists. like a nightmare. Oh yeah, and the, I. I I don't know. I, if I ever see a rat king, I'll, I'll probably just pray, bow to it. I'll, I'll pledge allegiance to the rat king. That scares the hell out of me. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has warned of unusual or aggressive behavior in American rats as a consequence of more than two months of human lockdown for city-dwelling rodents who now find themselves unable to dine out on restaurant waste, street garbage, and other food sources. Now, the rats, they're attacking each other, right? Yeah. And they haven't started going after humans yet? No. God, what if what if all this COVID training just made the rats attack us? It's like Willard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, worst. I'd rather I'd rather take the cough. Oh, have you seen I've seen what's happening on the subway in New York City where you know, because of this stuff, they pulled the police back and now the the homeless are like taking over cars and there's fucking there's a a picture in the New York Post recently of a a subway car that was filled with dirty clothes. From floor to ceiling, because there's nobody there to be like, hey, move along. This is crazy. Yeah, I saw some live video footage at Times Square about a week ago, and I've never seen it so empty. It's crazy, because there's usually about a million people out on the street all at one time in Times Square. People are just fucking eating it up. Believing. Believing the government is the fucking worst thing you can do. (laughs) It's, It's rough, because like, if you don't if you don't listen, the synth is the Arturia Mini Brute 2. It's a semi-modular synth I bought the other week drunk as hell. I needed a new hobby. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. If, if you don't listen to what they say, you know, you, you got your friends who are going to, like, jump on you because they're, they're staying inside. And then if you do go out and you fucking co- get, get a cough or something, every time I go to the grocery store and I hear someone cough next to me, I'm like, is this it? Am I am I done? Am am, am I gonna die? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think. I I think no. I think this shit is so blown out of proportion. I mean, what a hundred thousand people have died. Hundred thousand people died last year of the flu. It's it's. And it's, we're it's, shutting it's, down it's, the entire it's world. It's weird because it's unprecedented. It's unpre- Yeah. We don't we don't know yet. It's the reaction is totally unnecessary. The the, the, the if. If the reaction that we're having now would have happened earlier, would we be dealing with it so so much, or does it really does it really matter? Right? Like, I mean, well, look at the timeline of events. The shit happened in China. It got out. China covered it up. They didn't tell anybody. 
you know, by the time we figured it out, Trump was like, okay, well, let's, you know, close the board. Let's close this shit down. And people were like, you're a racist. You're a racist. You're a racist. Like, what the fuck do you want? He did say it was a hoax at first, though. Well, he, he he did say it was like all perpetuated by the the liberal media. The media he but, said but the like, media was creating yeah. a hoax. Yeah, right. He yeah. never said that the actual disease was yeah. a hoax. Right. It's just it, it sucks when even the president can't trust our media, dude. That's how- <laughs> <laughs> well. He said he was gonna make it so he could start prosecuting journalists. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you think about like the misinformation, like we live in an age, we live in the information age where we're supposed to, where we have access to immediate news. The problem is people aren't telling the truth. Yeah. And, and the media companies are fuck. They have an agenda. I remember when I was a kid, the, the Tom Brokaw on the news and the news was at fucking five o'clock and it was Hello, everybody. I'm Tom Brokaw, and a plane went down over Indiana today, and the president said some shit, and here it is. There was a there was a law around the dinner table, and you're like, oh, that was crazy. There was a law in place where they couldn't like go to one side, and if you had somebody who was on one side, fairness doctrine. Yeah, you had to have somebody on the other side to counterpoint it. Well, here's the interesting thing about that. When I when I went to New York City. I mean, I've been in New York City a lot, but one time I went there uh, with Aiden and we did a fucking, I went to MTV yeah. and we did this thing, you know, it was one of those, you know, like, hey, I'm fucking Will from Aiden and you're watching the new fucking Nirvana video. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though the guy's been dead for fucking 20 <laughs> years. Uh, but I did one of those kind of VJ thing shows and I asked the producer, I was like, hey man, why <clears throat> don't you guys show videos anymore? And this is what she told, this is what he told me. Videos don't rate. When MTV started in 1980, it was all videos. Just only, it was music television. That's what it was. Right. And because videos don't rate, they couldn't get ad revenue. So what they did was they created these shows, Yo MTV Raps, Headbangers Ball, 120 Minutes. And then you had fucking Matt Pinfield. Hey, you're watching the fucking new Metallica video. Right. And and all of a sudden you have a half hour block where you could get ratings. Yeah. So then it started taking advertising money. In 94, I think it was 94, when the real world came out. Yeah. The real world changed the entire world. That show on MTV was so popular that MTV was able to get so much fucking money in ad revenue. They were able to expand their programming, the road rules, all these other reality shows. And by, you know, the ni- the 90s, the end of the 90s, it was all reality shows. And then TLC was the only place that showed clips of videos. Yeah, clips. Not even the whole video. You know, but even TLC was a fucking Carson Daly and, you know, fucking Justin Timberlake's here and we're going to fucking dance for some people in the studio. Yay. And that, that show got ratings. Yeah. But the real world changed entertainment television. Changed television forever. All of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, a low cost. We don't have to pay these fucking actors all this money and it's all real even though it's scripted. And and at the same time, that's when all these news organizations started popping up. They took the MTV model of Headbangers Ball and Yo MTV Raps, and they they fucking you know now what do we have now? Fucking Wolf Blitzer, hundred you know fucking three sixty with Wolf right. Blitzer, yeah. And I'm Anderson Cooper, and I'm doing something, and it's just some fucking asshole talking for an hour about his opinion 
about what's going on. It's not news. It's classified as entertainment. Yep. But people are like, oh, did you hear what fucking CNN said? Oh, did you hear what Fox News said? It's all fucking entertainment. And it's all the opinion of some fucking asshole that has an agenda. Yeah. And fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's burn them down! Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, like, there's something in me that wants revolution, but everything else in me doesn't want to work for it. Yeah. A man is facing a $7,300 fine for wrestling with a bear at a Polish zoo and breaking COVID-19 rules by not wearing a face mask. My dude! Which one's the worst part? Yeah, was he going to wear like a Lucha Libre face mask? Like he's going there with a the Mexican wrestling mask on? Would that have made it okay? Like, if he had a mask, was it okay to wrestle the bear? I'm, I'm a little confused. Like this is out of, out of control. It's a Polish zoo, though. Like, the Polish Maybe people... You're a loser alive on yeah. a suicide mission to die. Uh-huh. Interesting guest. Did not expect... Ten tenths would smash like again. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Very sweet of you. Appreciate it. <clears throat> what? Um, I couldn't really understand. What did it say? Uh, they. I think that they like like you, and I'm a a big loser. I think is what. The, <laughs> I think that's how it came through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Billy, you're a loser alive on a suicide mission to die. Oh, okay, those are lyrics. Okay, okay. Right. Those are good. Yeah, now now like that, without the robot reading, I could totally tell their li- lyrics. Interesting guest did not expect 1010 would smash like again. Thank so, you. Okay, yeah. So the robot voice threw me off. You know another thing that really made reality television huge was there was a huge writers strike in Hollywood. Uh, I think it was like 2008, 2000... was it? Yeah, and all of the writers went on strike. It killed a lot of popular TV shows, and it made room for reality shows that didn't require writers. Yeah. So they could they could kind of like pass the picket line, so to speak, well, doing I mean, it that way. Yeah, I mean, you see, there's reality shows on every network. Yeah. There's a reality you show for everything. Now give me little Billy. Give me a little belly. Dune the movie. They're they're remaking the the Dune movie right now. Uh, yeah. Or they're they're doing a movie on Dune from the book. I doubt that they're remaking the movie. It'll probably be just be. It'll a new be movie. different from the David Lynch. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. I I haven't watched that since I was a little kid though. I remember that there's like the big fat guy that floats around and sucks spice. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't hire me to be in the the new movie. <laughs> it's because you're IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me show you Billy's IMDb page. It's fake news, great. fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I lost that role in Dune, actually, due to this IMDb page mishap. I love it. All right, so Billy the Fridge is an obscure transgender actor and musician <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> For a man of such small proportions, only being five foot eight, Billy the Fridge left quite a large impression on the film industry. What was it? At one point, it said I was seven hundred pounds. So somebody's yeah. been updating this. And then it, here it says you're five four and a half. I the funniest thing about this is that you paid for some kind of s- subscription. Yeah, I, to I, change I this, and they IMDb wouldn't let Pro, you change it. They wouldn't let me edit it. I like how you're Billy the mid. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> rude. Because he's insecure about his height. I'm not insecure about my height. They're lying about my height. <laughs> They're lying right here. I'm not insecure. This is a direct lie. I'm well over six foot his, tall. His cup size is 34D. I'm probably bigger than that, to be honest. <laughs> I got some chunkers. Uh, Damn it. He was stuck in a Chipotle bathroom for nearly eight hours. It's not true. 
Wait. It was Qdoba. It was it was an elevator. After I was he stuck in to tackle a Westboro Baptist church member while naked in his biggest role. Wow, that's kind of true. It, that part's not fake. The Westboro. Well, remember them? Oh yeah, you oh, remember them? He yeah. camped out. He okay. He was on this. Uh, there's this TV station uh, owned by a billionaire in L.A. that he got caught up working for. Yeah, and they did this cross country RV trip, and on the way there, they stopped uh, to. At the church to do an interview, yeah. But because everything naked. was live, yeah, we were naked. Everything was live, so they called in uh, ahead of time before we got there because we're on an RV, and they like told the entire church that we're coming there to fuck with them. So like we couldn't get we we had an interview set up with the church, and then they backed out because like no, we're not gonna get with these guys. So we like found this dude at a coffee shop to pretend to be one of the church members, mm -hmm. and we like filmed this whole vignette where I ran out like naked chasing the guy down the street and it got blew up on um all over like the, the the media you know it was another one of those situations where the the story was like part true and then they brought a bunch of bullshit and it went like worldwide daily right. mail uk uh huffington post there's buzzfeed news yeah sorry but this video of fred phelps son being attacked by a fat naked man is fake <laughs> Oh, the video's gone now. Yeah. Boo. What? Violating YouTube's terms of service? Is um, it because you're naked? Maybe. I don't dude. think you're... You're not fully naked, You though. can't tell, though. It was yeah. pixelated. You don't know if my ding-dong was flopping or what. But yeah, that's where that comes from. Weird. Obscure transgender actor. <laughs> yeah, no. I was born a boy, and I'll probably die one. Uh, maybe I'll die a man people, if I'm lucky. Sometimes people aren't sure, though. Of course they're not sure. I'm terribly pretty. That That's... It's a downfall of being a pretty man. I love that story about Dante's in Portland. Yeah. Where, uh, the you ever played Dante's in Portland? It's uh, a club. It's it's probably like mid-level. I don't know if you... I don't think I have played Portland. Dante's, no. Yeah. I've played Portland plenty of times, but I don't think I've ever yeah, played Dante's. Dante's is like right down by Voodoo Donuts, and I was playing there one night, and uh, after my set, this bartender chick came up, and she was like really like, oh my God, you were so good. La -da -da. She's like rubbing on my arm and talking to me she's like you're like the best female rapper i've ever seen and i'm like in that moment i'm like kind of shook but i'm like wait a second should I, should I try and play this off yo should i just run with it should i run with it i didn't because i was fucking big pussy a little shook by being called a woman but i should and she might not have said what i thought she said either but I, I, it was loud i'm pretty sure she thought i was a woman i've been to the westboro baptist church yeah, in Topeka. Yeah, it's a fucking weird place. They have the whole like block as their compound. Yeah, and the church is on one corner, and like almost every other house on that block is owned by them. But there's a couple of families in between that are like just happen to live there, and like oh, they don't want to move. Uh, when I went there the first time, I was uh, there was a house right across the street, and they were just setting up to paint it like a rainbow. Yeah, as like an escape house for people in the church. And like they were watching like everything go down when I was there the first time, and the second time when I went back, they like within like a two week period, three week period, they had finished painting the house and opened up. So when we came back there, we got to use it as like a headquarter home base when we came back. But it was like it was it was all bad. It was just weird. The billionaire was yeah, this billionaire. His name's Alki David, and he's literally an eccentric billionaire. He bought this TV station and operated it at a loss. And uh, th they created a website called Battlecam, and basically two people would get on webcam live at the same time and try to get the audience to vote for them because the longer they stayed on, the more money they made. And people would do crazy stuff to stay on. I mean, literally, like, 
one dude cut off his nipple and fried it up and ate it. Like that crazy of shit. Whoa. Yeah. One guy like shot a uh, gun into his into his testicle, testicle. or like I think it scrotum. It, it was scrotum. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't actually hit the, the testicle itself, but he shot it right into his scrotum. And um, there was a guy that was like getting trolled, and he was getting trolled pretty bad. But he just got out of prison for like ten years as a minor. He like I think killed somebody, and so he was on screen. And he's like crazy. He's like I just got out of jail. He's like he's like I would. You think I give a fuck what you say? This is what I do to myself. Think of what I do to you. He takes a butcher knife out and just cuts his arm down to the bone. Oh, and it's just on like live TV, and it's just like bleeding out. Bro, people just want to be fucking on TV. I guess. It, yeah. it got really fucking weird. They yes. did this thing called Battle Cam House, which was like a mock prison where they were all living together, wearing prison jumpsuits and everything, having to do really like ridiculously demeaning shit to each other. Yeah, we were supposed to like live in a house together. The billionaire's like, yeah, come here. We're going to put you in a house for a month. Like the real world. Whoever survives, whoever survives gets $100,000. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's do it. And... uh we get in there, and it's a prison cell that's fashioned in this TV studio that is right. Here comes like, Andy Dick in here. Too. It's right down in the heart of Beverly Hills, like literally right next door. I'd see Arnold Schwarzenegger getting his haircut every two weeks. Huh. So it's like right in the heart of Beverly Hills, and he's got us in here in a fake prison. And Andy Dick is here getting attacked by this guy with cheeseburgers. This girl in the glasses here was like smoking meth. Which one's the, Billy? I'm the I'm the big oh. boy. I'm the one in orange. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Billy got up to six hundred at one point. You did lose a lot of weight. Yeah. I was, I was a big boy. I was, I don't know. I, 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 I wanted my penis back, and I was willing to to, to trade eating for it. Andy wow, Dick was a uh, another one of the like. Corey Feldman was on this channel for a while. Like it was. Yeah, the, the billionaire just got all the D-list celebrities what and paid for them to come in. <laughs> what happened to the guy? The the billionaire? Yeah. Oh, he's uh, he 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 got he bought Tupac's hologram. You, you're familiar with Tupac's hologram? Yep. Yeah, he bought Tupac's hologram, so he's in like a hologram business. Yeah, that whole company that makes these really realistic looking holograms. Yeah. So he got he bought that company, and he's been running holograms for a while. And then he recently uh, got me tooed by a bunch of people who were working for him. And they were reading off all this stuff that he had done to them, and they like all won million dollar cases against him. Oh my! But God. I'm listening to everything that he did to them, and I'm like, he did that to everybody. That was just like his way of joking. Yeah, he used to do the thing where he'd tuck his junk between his legs and make it look like he had a vag, a mangina. Yeah, and he'd go around walking with the his buffalo fucking, bill. Yeah, yeah, he'd go around doing Would that as a joke. Me? He'd do it on camera. He'd do it not on camera. <laughs> he would do it in the back. He'd walk up behind somebody while they're editing with his shit pulled back, and like all these women are talking about stuff they did to them. And I'm like. He did that to me. He did that to everybody. He, he got his money because his family owns all the Coca-Cola distribution in Africa and Europe. Yeah, oh, the wow. Panhellenic yeah. Coca-Cola business. So like, there's billions there for distribution. Um, I don't know if he's got a trust or what, but it's his, his family. He's like the head of the family now, I guess. Yeah, what? He's know. like 50-something, 60? 50s. He's in his 50s, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. He's. I, I saw him last on a Mike Tyson's podcast. And I, I thought Mike Tyson was going to beat him up for a second, but I think it was <laughs> partial clickbait. I don't know. It's, it's, he's, he's a very strange guy. He's got more money than sense, I think, so he can just do whatever he wants. Yeah, those people are fucking weird, man. 
he was always really good to me, uh, but then I I listen to all these women that are saying that he like was sexually harassing them, and I'm like, was he actually like doing that, targeting them, or was it just what he did to everybody, and they had a good a good case against him because he was always doing this. Like he's like, I don't he's like it's funny. I'm doing it. It's funny. He's like, I think most of his case was like, was it Gloria Allred? Is that the 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 big uh, prosecutor? I think she. Might have worked on the O.J. Simpson case or something. I can't remember. Marsha Clark. Mar- was it Marsha Clark? One, one of those. One. I, I don't remember. It might have been whoever it was. Big time lawyer. He just started like making spam accounts against her, like calling her like a cunt and stuff. Like he's he's not the the brightest guy. He, at one point in time, was he, he trying was, to get Hillary's DNA? No, that was Martin Shkreli. Oh, that was Martin Shkreli. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the the billionaire at one point in time was being sued by ABC, NBC, Fox, and uh, CBS all at once. And CBS was like the major target, and he was like making hit like hit piece websites, just calling Sumner Redstone like a fucking piece of shit. He would just he would just <laughs> goad him. He just go after everybody, and he's been blacklisted from most of Hollywood. He had like this uh, a couple of roles in like um, uh, Jason Statham movies and stuff. He kind of buy his way onto set. He'd have these roles, and then they wouldn't work with him anymore because he was just like hard to, hard to re- deal with. I hmm. watched it because there's a movie about him that's on Amazon Prime right now. And at the beginning of it, they're talking about how he started out as a prankster. And there was something where he, like, held people. Like, people thought they were kidnapped by terrorists or something. Yeah. He pranked these people by making them think they were kidnapped by terrorists. Yeah, he, like, flew them out. He like I think he owns, like, a Greek island. Yeah. So he flew them out to the Greek island and had, like, the entire police set everything up. And then had they were there to, like, I, I think it was... To, to film with Brigitte Nielsen like it was supposed to be a reality show with Brigitte Nielsen and they get there and they're like framed for a murder and they're sitting in a prison cell Jesus and being Christ. filmed and fucked with he's a psycho uh, but it's it's like it's, it's he's like one of those billionaires who doesn't want to hide from the world you know yeah he's like whatever he's like uh, it makes me think he might even be an actual billionaire he might be like a trust fund kid that has all this money that he just spends on dumb shit because he, he, you'd think with all that money he could just take over like Hollywood or something with, with this unlimited budget. But then he puts out like a, a pretty shitty movie where like him and Ron Jeremy are the biggest stars. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> puts like millions of dollars into it. I think he did a movie with Billy Zane like well after Titanic was popular. Fuck. I, I, Gary Busey was in one of his movies. Like all these D-list celebrities. It's just it's, it's, he, I, don't, I think he meets these people in rehab. Like, like like Andy Dick and everything because he's an old. Drug yeah, they had a too. live intervention for Andy Dick on this show that he was hosting. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Poor Andy Dick. Yeah, he was a really nice guy to me. I I, I don't know how crazy he is, but uh, he was really sweet to me. So he was trying to fuck uh, our friend Joe. Yeah, he was really trying to stick it in my in my buddy. <laughs> he's like, "Where's your friend Joe?" I was like, I, "I see Joe in the background hiding." I'm like, "I'm not sure." I don't know, but I think Joe. Won. I think Joe was playing up to it too, because one night Joe was like, "Should we go to Eugene, Oregon?" Andy Dick gave us backstage tickets to his comedy show, and I was like, "Yeah, we should go." He's like, "But I think he's gonna try and fuck me." I was like, "So take one for the team. Let's get down there, dude. Let's get down there. Let Andy Dick fuck you. Yeah, hey, man. it's, it's uh, you gotta take one for the team. If we want to get into the Illuminati cabal, like." Uh, is Andy Dick going to be the gateway to that? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's the way in. That's really just to get backstage would be fucking Andy Dick. I don't know if that's worth it. Like if Andy Dick was opening up for somebody bigger, maybe I'd let Andy Dick fuck my friend to go see yeah. like <laughs> if George Carlin was was headlining. <laughs> like, yeah, no, fuck Andy Dick, dude. We got to go see George Carlin. Yeah. But 
Uh, did you hear? Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, there was this woman. She was uh, like a reality TV star and pro wrestler in Japan. Hanakamura. Yeah, and people got together and started trying to cancel her, and she killed herself. Fuck. Yeah. The yeah. wrestling community Why? is currently mourning the loss of one of their own as professional wrestler and Terrace House star Hanakamura has died at the age of 22. So I guess the context is it was like the real world. They were all living in a house together and someone took her wrestling gear and washed it and put it in the dryer. I guess you're not supposed to dry that stuff and just ruined it. And she got mad and took this guy's hat off and like threw it. I watched the clip. It's probably on here somewhere. It it. it she didn't hit him or anything, but people got mad about that and whatever. Maybe even if she was being a total bitch, you know, like it does. She doesn't deserve to be harassed online. So she killed herself over throwing a hat. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, fuck. That sucks. Yeah. I, I wonder where the I'm trying to find where. Hold on. I'll find the actual scene. I'm like, what could a 22 year old girl do that was so bad that she would kill herself to hide from cancel culture? And it's like. It's a nothing issue. Throwing somebody's hat on a reality show. Yeah. Uh, that is yeah, there she so is. sad. Japan to discuss cyberbullying laws after death of wrestler and Terrace House star. Yeah. I that, did not hear about this. Yeah. Japanese government officials are calling for action against cyberbullying amid a national outpouring of grief after the death of professional wrestler and reality television star Hannah Kimura. Kimura, a cast member on the latest season of the Netflix show Terrace House, died on Saturday at the age of 22, confirmed uh, World Wonder Ring Stardom, the professional wrestling organization that represented Kimura. We're very sorry to report that our Hana Kimura has passed away, Stardom said in a statement. Hana marched to the beat of her own drum. She was funny, charismatic, and truly kind person. Yeah, How that's... the hell did the internet... Drive her to do this. Yeah, I'm trying to find the actual. Like she must have been dealing with so much internally for something like this to push her over the edge. Because that's this is like a non-issue in my mind. Is, is Japanese culture yeah, like are they serious about? You're hats? not 22 years old though. Yeah. I mean, imagine being twenty. You're you're how old are you? You're, you're my age. Yeah. I'm so old. we didn't have this shit when we were 22 years old. Yeah. And when you're 22, everything is a big deal. Yeah. Things kind of don't start leveling out to you like 25, 27. I remember getting cyberbullied when I was like 15, 16, 17. People would like make websites against me, but they'd have to use what? like GeoCities and stuff because there was no Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So like they, you'd have to have, they'd make a fucking website and then they'd, they'd send it to somebody to send it to you, right? It, it wasn't like Twitter or anything where it's just live. Like, they had to put some work into hating online. Yeah. It was almost like an honor at that point. Cause but like, now, but now it's so easy to just be like, hey, you're a fucking piece of shit. You should kill yourself. Jump on the bandwagon. You got thousands of people saying it. Like, yeah. It's, it's, and then you're 22 years old, and you're like, oh, my God, my life is over. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to find the clip from the show, but I can't. I saw it on a few other That's channels, so sad. But um, 22 is it sad? Girl. It's fucking sick. It I is. mean, imagine being someone who pushed her to do that online. You're a f you. You're Nobody, a fuckhead. I, I I doubt one person who said anything bad to her even gives it a second thought. What they said was that's the was thing. Effective. There's no recourse. There's no. It's they operate with impunity. You know what I mean? They, there's no consequence for this for these kinds of people. So, it says after one of the male cast members shrank one of her expensive wrestling costumes. After accidentally mixing it with his clothes and washing it in a washing machine, Kimura was seen yelling at him. 
Be more considerate uh, to others before pulling a cap off his head in an angry outburst. So that's what that's what she did. Um, and then tweets saying, everybody will be happy if you are gone quickly. I'm, I'm guessing these are translated. Yeah. Never um, appear on TV again. Bah, this is so... That, I mean, like, I'd be like, fuck you. I'll be on TV if I want. But I'm I'm not... I'm not fragile like maybe she was. Maybe she was in a fragile headspace. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the day one day after her death on the day after her death, the Yokohama native tweeted on the day of her death, fuck. The Yokohama native tweeted, Every day I receive nearly one hundred honest opinions and I cannot deny that I get hurt. She also wrote on Twitter, Thank you for giving birth to me, Mom. I wanted to be loved in life. Fuck. Yeah. That's brutal. Like I know what it takes. Like I, I, I know like what these girls in Japan go through for to train in pro wrestling. Yeah, it's they totally get in there at like here. they get in there at their their teens. Sometimes they're twelve years old when they start training, and it's it's crazy to 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 think that a girl who'd like been probably in the public eye since like a very young age. They start them in their teens. There. Yeah, yeah, and she, and she just this was this was the criticism that that pushed her too far. That's that's so sad. It's so fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. She's 22 years old. And she she's gone because fucking some she pulled someone's hat off. That's like a reality TV move. Right. To like pull someone's hat and like yell in their face. Producers want that. Like when they said that that's good TV. Yeah. That's good TV. That's what they say. They'll come up to you after you do it on the thing like that was good TV. Good job. Do more of that. Do more of that. What's the moral of that story? Don't read your Twitter mentions. Fuck. <laughs> if, if if it's going to affect you like that, just don't read them. You, you really can't. You really can't. I, I, I'm not affected by it at all. When I get, when people come after me, like I'm, I'm there right in the middle of everything. I want to, I want to get through it. I want to keep as many people that are following me like in, in good favor of me. I will go too far sometimes like playing into it. I don't know. It's just who I am. Though. Yeah, the Onision thing went on for a really long yeah. time. Yeah. After you go, like the the incident of you going to his house, yeah. that really went on for a really long yeah. time. And then before I know it, you're hosting hangouts with alleged Onision victims, kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wanted to talk. They came in my chat. They're like, I I want to talk to you. I'm like, come on up. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> I'm not hiding from anything. I, I'm, I'm a fucking joker, dude. I went out there on a whim and tried to make something like funny. So having one of the parts that pissed a lot of them off was like after they let because people were expecting Billy to really grill Onision, but a lot of people weren't really aware that they had known each other and they had worked together before. So when Billy didn't like destroy Onision people were mad about that and then on the drive back billy's friend joe who's like the ultimate troll like fed into it all the way back and the entire ride up joe was like we're gonna we're gonna save onision's kids we're gonna take his kids we're gonna we're gonna get them out of that house we're we're not gonna we're not gonna leave without those kids and then the second we get there my friend joe runs up and gives onision a big hug <laughs> and i'm like fuck like he just threw now i have to try and play serious boy here and the whole time, like both of them are digging at me. Like, I mean, what's what the, what's do? the what's the what's the deal with that guy? 
Um, I mean, he had a transgender. He's got a transgender girlfriend, right? husband now. Okay, yeah. what? Yeah. But whatever the fuck female. that situation when, when is. they when they met, she was a seventeen year old girl, and now he's a twenty five year old man. They have two children together. Okay. So did he like, fuck her while she was seventeen? Probably. I, th- I think, but in Washington State, that's. I think well no she was in New Mexico. Yeah, I don't I don't know the exact history of that. But but like they're together now 8 years later so it's like I don't know. They have kids together they they're have kids, a family. You know, they're a family. So what the they're fuck? a family. But they bring in people into their relationship. They've, they've tried to make it work but it never turns out well. Yeah, they <laughs> they bring in like the, there was a girl that was talking to them uh to Anision's wife at the time, and she had a following too. You talking about Billy? No, no. Well, Billy was yeah, Billy. There was there's so many girls that they bring in, and it always falls apart because I I, I don't think that this their relationship is a dynamic that really welcomes a third person because there's there's a power dynamic between the husband and the husband now, uh, and the third doesn't really fit in, and they play against each other. They're just not they get mature jealous. enough to have that sort of relationship, but they keep trying to go for it and bring mm-hmm. people in, and the people are almost always fans of them on online because that's who they talk to right. people who look up to onision and and kai uh they're, they're, they're i've met so many girls who were like you know we, i just i love watching i've been watching onision since i was 13 i, I would love to be in a thruple with with uh them and i'm like i'm like yeah i i am telling you, you you probably wouldn't but it's in your head that you want to be and then they get close enough to like feel a burn and realize that Maybe they don't want that, and then Onision will realize that you know he doesn't want these girls around him. So he like is very cold, and he just cuts them out completely, so, ghosts them, so they have nowhere else to go the, but talk publicly about how he took advantage of me. And you know the issue at hand, though, and the reason Billy stopped kind of being his friend was that all of these other allegations came from consensual relationships. From of age people, but there was one person. Oh shit! William control, smiling cat with heart shaped eyes, first of many to come. Ooh, thank you. And we'll we'll read that out later so we can actually hear it. Yeah. Uh, But they had this girl, this like troubled youth, come live with them who was underage, and she was sixteen when she came to live with them. Right. Um, and she'd been talking with, uh, the, the husband Kai since Kai uh, since she was like 15 or so and she had always said that they that nothing inappropriate had ever happened yeah that, that so was then always... they got into a relationship after she was 18 and then, and then they fucked her when she was an adult yeah and so and then people are saying that she was groomed but like which my isn't whole... illegal by the way you can argue the morality of it but it, yeah it... that's okay so what's the crime I, the, I mean the, I, I hear the all the shit you know yeah. he's a fucking predator and he's this and he's that but like What's the crime? The, the the that's the problem. Even like the they they had, the Pierce County Detective Agency or Sheriff Agency went on Chris Hansen's show, mm-hmm. and uh, they talked about the charges and everything. And there were nineteen charges in Pierce County against Onision. But this is people who are watching, calling in, and, and making charges too. So it's wait, like, charges like actual charges? Well. Uh, Crimes being reported, and then right. so they're trying to find out what they can charge him with. There was literally a, a crime reported. There was a YouTuber named Leafy is here, and he he put out a video on Onision that got like know, eight ten million views, and one of the court cases used Leafy is here's video as like a, a proof that Onision was a criminal. Like it's like it's it's like really kind of out there stuff, 
And in the the interview with Chris Hansen and the Pierce County Sheriff's Department, the guy from the Pierce County Sheriff's Department says, "Right now, we're having a trouble finding any actual like crimes, crimes or victims." You know, in the interview, he said that, but like, no, nobody listened to that part. They're just like, "Oh, right. this the police are there's 19 cases, there's 19 charges or 19 cases open." You know, so it's like they're looking at the number of cases. Like, and Chris Hansen's like, "How many people?" Have 19 cases against them. How many people are like YouTubers with um, that over are a million subscribers too. that are hated? You know, like there's going to be more cases open because all these cases are coming from like random fans. The I mean, you're saying cases like it's an actual case. You're saying reports, reports, reports. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry yeah. yeah. There's a there's a disproportionate amount of reports, and I mean, they went all the way down to like, oh, he is messing up the wetlands in his yard. He got in trouble for that too, and there was like a big. Like you know what I like I, I don't have any opinion I don't I don't have an opinion I, like I said if the guy gets arrested and charged in a court of law and he ends up in prison I'll have an opinion yeah and I'll be like yo fuck that dude yeah but otherwise yeah I mean my opinion of him is that he's kind of a jerk but I don't think he's a criminal yeah but is that I mean okay yeah. Sure, you can think someone's a fucking asshole. And I've actually you can think met someone's him, a jerk. So. But is that grounds to prosecute someone? No. Well, no. A lot of these guys that have been making these videos on Onision have been doing it for 10 years or more, you know? Like they've been tr- Onision used to be huge. He used to make millions a year. He was driving two brand new Teslas and had two houses when I first met him. Wow. Um and like, he actually had three. He had three houses. Well, I think he gave one to his mom. No, I'm, oh I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But they were in Gig Harbor. He was, not he was riding high, and he was like, he was almost like most of his fans were teenage girls. He was like the guy who had emo <clears throat> hair that young girls liked to watch. That they thought he was dreamy or whatever. Yeah, you know. And <clears throat> over time, see, back in those days of YouTube, being controversial got it. There was no consequences for it right you got good views good revenue good money right but then over time a lot of his fans started to turn into haters and like a year ago we were at the point where like no one's watching onision he makes a video he gets a thousand views but someone who hates him makes a video on him and gets like almost a million sometimes sometimes over a million (laughs) and these people who were hating on him for 10 years they're finally getting like this momentum behind them and everybody's like these guys knew it all along and these charges are from like the last year or two you know so it's like they're finally getting some dirt on him that they've been like focused focusing on him for 10 years every time he slips up some way it gets amplified and we don't know like the depth of anything uh, we were just taking these girls' words for it. Yeah. I, I was uh, when I was working with him. I was always like, "It's he said, she said." I know he's not a good person to some people that I, I worked with closely. I knew he was pretty bad to them, uh, but I, I don't know that he is like the criminal everybody says he is. You know, right. I know he's not. He's not the best person. He he can he can really like fuck up friendships and he'll say it himself you know hey man that's everybody that's what i thought we're right? all fucking fuck ups so I, all I, human. I stood by him and i was working with him you know I, I i was just i say stood by him but really i'd see him a few times a year and just do youtube videos and stuff with him it wasn't like a deep deep relationship i probably was one of his closer friends but it's because he doesn't have that, a lot yeah, of you know, he doesn't, doesn't have a lot close. of friends you know yeah and, and and so like he valued my 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 relationship with him <laughs> I, I obviously found value in it or I wouldn't be hanging out with him. He's a fun guy to like 
shoot the shit with and shoot dumb videos, right? That's why I was there. I was like, okay, yeah, I know I'm going to go out and have, have some fun, whatever. Um, but then when the stuff came out with the, the Sarah girl who was living with him since she was 16, I was always like defending him like there's nothing going on with them and there was something going on with them and I'm like, well, I kind of threw away my whole stance. I was like, I got to back away while, while everything's going down. This is just too much for me. I'm, I, can't, I can't be in the middle of this. I, I don't know. As it's going now, I mean, it seems like just a bunch of fuck people that want to be involved in some other people's bullshit. I can't discount any of like how they feel. I mean, I don't really know anything about yeah. it, but I mean, if the guy didn't fuck her while she was underage, like maybe he was an asshole. Yeah. So you can hate him for being an asshole. Oh, yeah. But I, you should hate him for being an asshole because he was an asshole. Like hate him all you want, right? Yeah. But but now that like they they there are people who are like I. They wanted him in prison. They want him in prison. They they want him to rot in prison. Yeah. Chris Hansen's pulling people on his show who are like, they've never met Onision. They're like these fanatic anti fans. Yeah. And th th there was one girl on who was talking about how uh, she could just sense that Onision was bad. And, and she <laughs> was on like she was on, I don't know, uh, like been uh, wanting to do this Ativan for a long time. Oh wow! Finally have a good job. I've been watching since the day one. You guys have earned it. Stay sweet, boys. Thank you. Thank she, you, Trollface Wilborn. She was on like some kind of anti-anxiety uh, medication or something. Yeah. And she's on the episode, and she's like, "I Onision's literally killed women. They've but, literally yeah. starved to death because of watching him." And Chris Hansen, given that broad a platform, what? <laughs> It's it's crazy, and it's because he gets the views, he gets the donations as the show goes on. All these people are like, we have to trust Chris Hansen. If we don't trust in him, he Onision won't go to prison. So like, the, the, I'm I'm over here saying, look, guys, you're, you're being grifted. He's a he's he's a grifter. He's he's using your emotions Good to word. make money. Yeah. And, and they're like, you're just saying that because you got raped by Onision and you want to take the pressure off you. And I'm like, oh no. Okay. No, uh. no. I'm trying. I'm trying to point out that this guy is is using you guys. Your emotional, your emotional uh, cues. He's, he's feeding off your emotions and and making you give him money, and he's taking it to the bar and getting wasted. He was on this podcast, uh, Theo Vaughn. He's like a. Yeah, I know Theo Vaughn. He's yeah. funny as yeah. fuck. Yeah, he had Chris Hansen come into his podcast. They put him up in a hotel, had him on the the, the show. Chris Hansen racks up like a $750 bar bill on the hotel tab. Good God. <laughs> it's like, that's some scumbag shit. Yeah. Oh, here's <laughs> another thing. scumbag shit. So Chris Hansen, the, all the people Chris Hansen hires to work for him have some kind of issue, too. Yeah. Like the lawyer that went to Onision's house. Yeah, the lawyer th that with went, him yeah, yeah. was a lawyer from Michigan who had like three sexual assault cases brought all the way up to the Michigan Supreme Court and they weren't dropped because of how like serious they were. And he was on record like apologizing to a woman on tape. The woman had a, a, a tape recorder. He was apologizing to her for what he did to her. And and Chris Hansen's like buddying around with him taking him to onision's house as a lawyer who can speak on law about putting onision in prison and this guy's got sexual assault cases open against him while all this is going on jesus it's Christ. like christ it's 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 crazy and everybody's like well chris hansen just he doesn't understand he doesn't understand you know the, the youtube and stuff so he's, he's working he's with anybody he can i mean the, no He's 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 probably got paid big money by that lawyer because he put him on every damn week and he's bringing these girls on some girls who you know are very distraught and feel like you know they were they were very hurt you know yeah. and it's like fuck that's that that sucks that these girls are 
basically like the one girl Sarah who kicked off basically this entire Onision movement that happened recently. Uh, he There's, was the guy. He was the guy that took the laptop. He, Chris Hansen took her laptop, let it sit for six months. When I finally talked to her, you know, she was like, "I'm I'm doing everything on my own. Uh, I, I don't I don't trust Chris Hansen has my best interests or anybody's, you know." Yeah. And she was she basically gave him his fucking new career. Like she gave him that platform that let him really get in with with Onision. She was she was the girl that was like swayed everything. Huh. And he just let her go off to the side too. It's like if she was if if, if he takes her fucking laptop. Uh, and sits on it for months, that tells me right there he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. He wants to drag it out. And on the other side of Sarah, there was Shiloh, too, though, who I think uh, took it pretty far. Shiloh was the the first... uh, Victim, right? Like she was, her her Twitter was patient zero. Uh, yeah, she, that's what she said. But she was, she was a she was a, a singer from Canadian pop star. Yeah, she was actually. And yeah. I think she met Onision when she was sixteen. And uh, there's been a together. lot of there's a lot of stories of Onision like going to where it is legal to hook up with someone under eighteen, um, kind of huh. like skirting the line. Um, it's, it's, I mean, but are are those corroborated? Is that fact, or is that just a fucking well, rumor? The, the, what, what, everything everything that's there, Onision addresses with uh, dates and stuff. So he he has his 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 statement on it, right? The the thing with this girl Shiloh is that there were videos of her having like mental breakdowns, and he filmed them, and like they release he released them on YouTube, and there were moments that she was saying like she wasn't physically. Like aware of what was going on, and he and, says it's all acting. Yeah, there's like a back and but forth between them. It's very hard to tell. Yeah, and she came back uh, when this Chris Hansen thing started to rise, and her and all the other girls that were like victims bound, banded together, and she used her platform uh, to attack anybody that like set up against what they were saying, and she would put thousands and thousands of people out against. Like I would get targeted by it. A friend of mine who was friends with Onision at one point, and then he kind of like they they had a bad falling out, and it was really really bad with them. She would send the horde after her when she said something that didn't align with what she thought. Uh, she'd send them after me. I kind of backed away because it's like I don't I don't I don't I don't need the fucking anti O masses on me any more than they already were because they were already coming after me all the fucking time yeah. every time a video uh, Onision tagged me in a video like two months ago and I'm still getting replies of people calling him a pedophile in it and it was tagged like two months ago and I'm like Jesus like this is relentless <laughs> and uh, she went after another YouTuber uh, named Nicholas Diorio and because Nicholas Diorio was asking questions about Sarah's situation and she was like this guy is sick cancel this predator cancel this predator and she like put an all call out against him and then another girl who like didn't even have a youtube channel she was just a twitter person that was like in the mix and she was asking questions and her questions might have been naive and looked like like they probably shouldn't have been asked i don't know yeah. but she's a nobody and then she, boom all of a sudden she's got thousands of people coming to threaten her and her her like family and stuff it doesn't sound like a victim mentality does it it's it's it sounds like somebody who is also an abuser right right and so now that entire movement that was against Onision, they had the whole world on their side. And because this happened, people started stepping back and looking at it. A couple months after I went to Onision's house, you know, this starts coming out. And they're like, well, maybe we got this wrong. Maybe we've been attacking this guy. And so even if, even if they weren't wrong, the, 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 the victims played it to a point where they no longer looked innocent. So it's like... Yeah. 
if if there was anything there, it's pretty much gone. Onision's career has been revived. Yeah. He's probably making more money now than he was two years ago. He was uh, when I was hanging out with him. He was almost to a point where he was going to go drive for Uber because he was just like there was nothing left for him in YouTube. He was he was on the ropes, about done, and this revitalized his career. Yeah, I, huh. Billy has this really funny story where they were out in public somewhere, and some guy comes up. He's like, "Are you Onision?" And Onision's like, "Yeah, you want your picture taken with me?" And the guy's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> That sucked. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how that's kind of how my experience was. I mean, they kind of just the the victims kind of just ate themselves, you know. And they started canceling each other, and especially once I started putting out those videos and the facts started coming out. I mean, there was one there was one girl that started a GoFundMe to help with you know sexual trauma and sexual yeah. fight against sexual predators, and that that thing got taken down, and then someone whoever was running it with her posted like there are no victims like this was only f- to make money They're, i have the screenshot this shit is fucking dark a, a lot of these girls that were um <clears throat> anti-o the the, the 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 reason that the the, the mob kind of turned when they were attacking the guy that they said he's a predator and obviously he wasn't you know they were just putting the mob against this guy who was covering things it was because the girl was asking for money to buy a new laptop since she sent her laptop to FBI and the, they're questioning her they're like well why do you need the money now uh, you haven't had the laptop for like six months right so like why do you need the money now type of thing and I'm like you know there's so many people making money off this Onision thing, except it's, for Onision. Ex- well, well now a he bit. is too. Now he is too. Yeah, a little bit. His, his he had a great month when Chris Hansen came to his house. But also that was the month his what Patreon got deleted and, and all he this got other all of them back on another platform. All of them, okay. all of them came back on another platform. All of it. Yeah, okay. more more than it. I'll take your word it, for that's, it. That's what that's why I heard from uh, from Joe. Okay, that's why I heard from Joe. So that that's. He was not hurting at all, and he got big revenue from that, big money. But everybody seems to make money off of this thing. There's people who have careers, and and they they they're they're well to do. You know, they're they're eating, they're eating, they're they're probably paying their rent and 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 feeding off of Onision, the hate of Onision. Wow. And and imagine I, being that famous. Yeah. And, and that well's drying up. That's why they're talking about Davi now. And that's why some of them have talked about you now. Well, he, you know, they've been talking about Davi for a while. And they started talking about me and it was fucking over the next day. Like Rebzilla, I talked to that dude. I talked yeah. to him on, on uh, Twitter. We talked on Twitter and we went back and forth. And he was, he was just like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing here. You know, I've... This is false. Yeah. He's like, I believe you got shafted. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like, uh, obviously, you know, I'll get a couple of, a couple of fucking dummies talking shit, but I mean, my, my shit's been over since I released those videos. It's been fucking done. And the, the people who are just now catching on, I mean, I think it's kind of cute. Like, where the fuck were you two years ago? It's gonna, it's gonna probably, you know, come back up two years from now, yeah. five years from now, uh, when when you get tagged next to somebody else again. I I know things that I've gone through over the years come up, they resurface all the time because yeah. something else, you know, you can't quite shake, uh, the, what 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 was definitely, you know, wrong. You yeah, know? and people who suck at paying attention or uh, they think they're Sherlock Holmes now because they found <laughs> out something that existed years ago. Oh my God, I know. I was talking about this with my wife the other night, man. She's like. 
It's it's so funny that these these YouTuber journalists, these gotcha people, they're just they're just accessing information that's already public. It's right. already there. All this information is there. And these people are just looking it up and going, Oh my god, did you see this thing that this guy did? It's so gross. Oh, <laughs> Give me those views, guys. What, what, smash the like button. Wait till the very end when I finally tell you what, what it was. And you're like, oh, you sit there for 20 minutes and it's some shit you heard about two years ago and you yeah. already know it was, was refuted. You're like, oh, well. Like, you're a fucking loser. Okay? That's what you are. <laughs> you're a fucking uninformed, dolt, loser without a life. And you probably don't get laid and you probably don't have any hobbies and you're just a fucking nerd. That's what you are. For a lot of for a lot of people though, that's funny. They they do this uh, commentary and they get their little uh, their support group, their little girlfriends, their forty year old house moms or whatever. Yeah. They they get their they get their little harem and then they end up getting in some shit themselves. I've noticed. Yeah. A lot of these guys they get they get bit too because they 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 take advantage of the little bit of stardom they're feeding off of somebody else's demise. Yeah. And then it, it, they get they get the the chance to get their little wiener sucked once, and the girl's like, he fucking da 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 da, and you're like, well. I don't. You were out there saying other people were bad. Why should we fucking believe you, dude? I like, see we got uh, Edwin's generation in the side chat. Ah, what's he? What's he up to? He, I, I, it, it's interesting because we were just talking about people that make Onision content, and he makes a lot of Onision content, and he's buddies with Repzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, uh, "Does Billy still want to beef Repzilla? I'll make it happen." What does oh, that mean? Shit. I don't know. Uh, beef him? I don't. I don't know what beef means. Um, I, I think Rebzilla is kind of a fuck yeah but uh that's only because he's quick to talk uh what everybody else is saying and then back away afterwards you know when it's no longer the 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 safe thing to say he's always super safe about calling somebody out when everybody else is but i, I really don't have a, a problem i don't really have a problem with Rebzilla other than he's part of a, a, a bigger problem uh, people who just eat off of the demise of other people. What Billy the Fridge just did on his live stream was incredibly disappointing. It was a huge letdown to the community. If you can't have the proper respect and understanding for the situation that was involved, then don't attempt an interview. You gave Onision full support. Shake my head. Rewatch the fucking video, dude. This is dude. some sad virtue signaling. Right Rewatch here. the video. I got fucking uh, molested on video. I'm not going to go on that trip anymore. I, I, I hit him with some jabs and asked him some questions that, that I think I got the best out of him I possibly could have. And uh, at the time, you people thought that Chris Hansen was going to be the fucking savior. You're all looking now. You got fucking grifted by him, too. So fuck off with this comment, Repzilla. You were wrong on this. <laughs> you're you're going to be wrong again in the future. I don't have a beef with you because I don't respect you. <laughs> oh, uh, I can say that on Edwin's show, too, if he wants. But, <laughs> but I, I can say that here, too. It's like I don't, I don't need to talk to this guy. I think he's a fucking uh, opportunist that's eating off of other people's misery. I, I know I know people who are up in the DMs trying to get information out of people. Rebzilla's not the fucking worst of it, you know. He's just a part of of, of that that business, you know. He's a cog I, in the machine. No, you know what? I'll, I'll give I'll give him a little bit of credit. You know, I I never heard of this kid. Yeah, I never heard of I never heard of most of these people, man. I have fucking regular life, like, uh, you know, I'm fucking making things and building things and yeah. doing man stuff, and I don't give a fuck about the internet. And I, the first time I heard of this guy like dm'd me and i was pissed that he like jumped on my shit 
without doing any research. Yeah. You know, he like just made a video pulling out the alt press article like, oh, look at this fucking monster, bro. Right. I think he's got like Southern accent or something, yeah, something he does. like that. Uh, so I, I was like, yeah, what the fuck? But then, you know, after we spoke and he was, then I gave him the facts, just like the stranger yeah. guy, just like Vice. He was like, oh. Did he do a follow-up report on it? Nope. Okay, so that's where you're wrong, Repzilla. You got the facts. Follow up, motherfucker. Have some <laughs> balls. Have some balls. You only go with the flow of the hate train. You never go against it. You let that motherfucker well, carry you. He did He did say that he would mention something about uh, the video that I released about alternative press. Okay. okay. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he probably will, too. I have no real problem with him other than... I don't. I don't respect him and basically everybody else who does this stuff. Yeah. Because I've I've seen I've seen them and people like them drive hate towards people who don't deserve it. That's true. And it's just it's like you guys are eating off of this. You want your next meal. You don't care. You don't care who gets hurt in the process. You feel like you're a virtuous. You feel like you're 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 doing the good the good work. And and really you know you you don't. You're not doing work. You're 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 drama hounds. You're 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 feeding off of other people's misery. And if you were effective, and you actually stopped the people you were going after, I would have more respect for you. But none of you ever do. You just bitch, 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 bitch. Target, 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 and nothing changes. People who've been going after Onision for ten years, and he's stronger than ever. Or not stronger than ever. He was obviously stronger when he was actually something. But he's stronger now because of the fucking bullshit people lobbied at him without proper fucking footwork to, to make something happen. You've only re-strengthened a crippled man. He would be gone right now and most of you probably would too because you wouldn't have somebody to feed off of. So I guess it's it benefits everybody that you resuscitated his career. I don't know. Yeah, man. It's, a, it's an outrage culture. It's a clickbait culture. I mean, things that... It's been... You know, they've they've done studies about what what gets shared most on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And it's the it's the outrage stuff. Yeah. It's the guy that's getting shot in the back. It's the you know, this someone did something racist. It's the dark shit, you know, some somebody murdered somebody. It's that kind of stuff gets shared at a le a, a much higher rate than, you know, a good news story. People feed into the negative uh, yeah. over the positive, and we we see that oh, yeah. all the time. We see that here all the time. When just like when we talk about uh, the person we know who's accused of molestation, when we whenever we talk about an update with her story, we'll get way more views than a, a normal stream with me and Billy just making jokes and doing whatever. You know, if there's drama, there's there's way more interest. Yeah, which I, I think is kind of fucked up. It is, you know. The lucky for us, we have a fan base that you know supports us whether or not there's drama, and they they almost seem to come out even like better, harder for us when there is drama. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, well, fuck that! Like we're gonna ride with our boys. You know, yeah. here's here's love and support. But they're there even when it's just shooting the shit, fun times. So, like I, dude, I what I really like about this time and place in this technological era is that there's so much more content that people can create. Because we don't need a big TV studio. Yeah. We got some computers and some high, you know, they have high processors and we can talk some shit and make some content and do something, create something. Like, yeah. I'm an artist. I've spent 
my whole adult life creating something from nothing. You know, right. going and you into don't a studio need a, and making a record. Yeah. You don't. You don't need a, a like a big record label to do your distribution. Not for anymore. You. Yeah. You got. You kind of got. You got in there like when it was necessary, right? Like, you you needed like somebody behind you back then. Oh yeah, I mean, I I've been in two different music industries. Yeah. When I first started in the music industry, it was, you had to have a label, they had to have good distribution. You know, if you were on a tiny, independent label, like you weren't really going to do a lot. Yeah. You know, I I got signed to the biggest independent label there was at the time. Victory Records was the fucking pinnacle of independent labels. I mean, Take Back Sunday, Hatebreed, Bayside, you know, fucking Earth Crisis, like legendary yeah. hardcore bands. And then in, in that 2000s emo fucking screamo scene, that they were the pinnacle record label. And and they fucking were able to take a band from Seattle with a bunch of fucking ugly goth kids and sell a million of their records, you know? Yeah. I mean, but that was a different time. You had, you were a band, you gave the band your songs and they printed everything and did all the merch and did all the PR and everything was the label. And you were just, I was just the guy on stage. Like, well, well now I'm in fucking San Antonio. Now I'm in Jacksonville. And that was all I did. Yeah. Yeah, Roadrunner was a gray label. Like, even in their early days, you know, they were doing, like, Sepultura and Typo Negative and bands like that. Yeah. But, um, they were yeah. a great label. Yeah. I um, th There's a few well, they, bands. Well, they, uh, they did Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. That's why Roadrunner is Roadrunner, because of Slipknot. That was, the, like, their first... I, I think that was, like, their big... That was how they became Roadrunner Records, wasn't it? I thought... I I don't know. I don't know. Someone should look that up. I'm pretty sure that they're the ones that released Slipknot. I'm going to look that up. <clears throat> yeah, what album? I got to pee real quick. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, go past the stairs and then make a right. All right. It says Slipknot was on Roadrunner Records. Huh. I'm trying to find... Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a song named Roadrunner? Close the door. Uh, in 2000, Slipknot became the first Roadrunner band. Those dogs. Yeah, that, um, was, one of, that was one of my favorite like record labels back in the became day. Became the first uh, Roadrunner band to go platinum. Nickelback were also oh! very successful on the label. <laughs> Yeah, they were. Although they were signed to another label uh, first. Yeah. Roadrunner's uh, parent company is Warner Music Group. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, they got bought up. Yeah, that's 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 fragment. Wallace, the return of Wallace. <laughs> Wallace Control. Yes. Oh man. That's uh Roadrunner was correct. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was right. Slipknot was the first people to pop off on Roadrunner. I knew a guy who used to do a bunch of wor um, merch for Victory back in the day. Like he used to work for he did merch for Taking Back Sunday back in the day and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> all right. Everyone had to make a, a a bathroom run. So yeah. So what? Uh, 
what what made you move from like the more like emo stuff to the like it's almost like Depeche Mode sounding to me now. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> What made me Yeah, like what made well, me do that switch? I mean early on like some of my very fir- the very first records that I listened to were 90 in 1990 I was 8 years old. And 91 is when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out and Violator from Depeche Mode was out and I have a brother who's 12 years older than me. Wow, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so he, he, you know, in at, when I when I was 8, he was 20 listening to music all, you know, 20-year-old kid like rocking everything. And those those records there's like a couple of you know duran duran depeche mode nirvana pearl jam red hot chili peppers was another big one that he liked and that was kind of my introduction to music yeah and being from seattle i loved nirvana nirvana was my first big obsession i wanted to fucking play guitar i wanted to be kurt cobain i wanted to fucking being a band and in 94 he killed himself yeah and when i was 12 years old when that happened and it was devastating you know i was a i was such a fucking huge fan and for a few months man it was like the the whole world was sad that this dude killed himself yeah i was in the seventh grade i definitely remember yeah yeah and and what hap what happened was that summer uh uh, Green Day released Longview. Yeah, started playing on MTV, and I think I think at that moment in time, people were so fucking tired of being fucking mopey and listening to grunge. And Green Day hit at just the perfect time, and some they people wanted something fucking upbeat and fast and punky, you know. And then the Offspring released that album, Smash, that year. I think that's still the biggest punk album ever, as far as sales goes. Yeah, ten million. Well, I don't know if it was bigger than Dookie, but it definitely was Epitaph's biggest record. And so that's that summer is when I discovered punk rock, and I discovered Green Day and the Offspring because they were playing on one hundred seven point seven The End, and. It just kind of went from there, man. I started discovering other bands like No Effects and Bad Religion, and then I discovered The Misfits and The Damned, and just really, I was a punk, I was a punk rocker from 12 years old on. And so when I started Aiden, uh, I wanted to be like, I also love Metallica, and I wanted to be like Metallica meets The Misfits. But we were never good enough to be Metallica guitar-wise. You know, because they're just fucking amazing. Um, but I've always loved, you know, fucking punk songs and, you know, sing-along punk songs that you can, you know, smash people to and sing along to. And and through my career, I had a lot of fun doing that. And when I did a solo project, I wanted to do something that was completely fucking different. Because every, every guy that's in a band... You know, goes, oh, I'm going to do a solo project. And the band sounds exactly like their band. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always thought that was fucking whack. So I wanted to do something that was completely different. And one of my favorite bands is Joy Division and New Order. 
And so like those early William Control stuff was when I started writing William Control, I didn't know, I don't fucking know anything about synths. I play, I'm a punk rocker. You know, I play guitar. Like I fucking walk on people's heads and scream into the mic. I don't know anything about synths. So when I started writing that first album, I got a, a program called Reason. Yeah, yeah. And I just used it for the drums. Just so I can make a fucking drum beat that was like a Joy Division, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then I would write the songs on guitar and bass. And then while I was writing that first album, all, all the songs were written like, they're all written like punk songs. They're all written with an intro, verse, pre chorus, chorus, verse, pre chorus, chorus, outro. All, they're all punk songs, but they're all done on synths. Because over the course of writing that first album, I was writing them on guitar, but then I'd be like, oh, well, let me put this synth in. And I was like figuring out how to use the program. And so by the end of it, like there's a couple songs in the album that only have synths. And that was because I wrote those last. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, I've always always loved Depeche Mode, New Order. I fucking love New Order so much. I love Peter Hook and the Light. I love Joy Division. I love Duran Duran. I love that old, you know, new romantic stuff from the eighties. And I don't know. It was, it was, I could do it by myself. I didn't need a whole production and a whole studio and I could just fucking sit and do it. I do like that sound that, that sound pretty much never gets old for me too. like violator is one of my favorite albums ever too. Yeah. What a great, what a fucking album. It's one of those albums where you don't feel the desire to skip one track. Like it literally one song leads into the other. And before you know it, it's over. I know. And that album really like that, that album fucking blew them up forever. And and people don't know, but they have they had like four or five albums before that. They were like a boy band. Yeah. At one point. They, yeah. yeah. They had Teen Heartthrobs. They had a whole bunch of records before that album even came out. Yeah. Yeah. The the one guy quit and uh started Eraser after that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I've 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 met I've met uh Martin Gore. I got a good Depeche Mode story. Oh yeah, go ahead. I fucking uh when I when I first did William Control when hate culture came out in 2008 uh myspace was still a thing i had a myspace for that project as well yeah and i got hit up uh i was doing my very first tour uh, i was opening for escape the fate and it was like two weeks it was the only tour i did on that album and i got hit up by this chick and she's like oh hey my name's amy uh i love this album that you just released it's really awesome and uh, my boyfriend plays in a band. I don't know if you ever heard him. They're called Depeche Mode. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I really like that band. They're they're pretty good. I like them. You know, like trying to be cool. Yeah. Uh, but also thinking like, whatever, this is probably just some fucking crazy nut job. Uh, but we started talking, you know, on MySpace. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm going, I'm doing this tour, and we're gonna come through. And she's like, oh my god, okay, I'm I'm gonna bring Martin, and we're gonna come to your show. And and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And she hits me up a few days before the LA show. And she's like, look, we're we don't want to go to the LA show because you know it's just too it's just too much in LA. So we're gonna come to the Bakersfield show. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is probably not the real deal. And I was like, okay, well, I'll be at this coffee shop, you know, before the show. I'll just be hanging out. And she fucking pulled up. She gets out. Fucking Martin Gore gets out. 
little little ass Martin Gore. <laughs> hello, hello, mate. Hello, mate. And we fucking sit down and we have coffee. I'm sitting down with fucking Martin Gore from Depeche Mode, <laughs> bro, and his girlfriend and his daughter. And then we go. I'm, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're on the list, whatever. We go we play the show, and the show is fucking awesome. <laughs> I played so good that night. And I took a picture with him and his daughter. I have the picture on my wall at home. And and he's like, look, man, anytime you want to come to a Depeche Mode show, let me know. Just email me. And I've gone to a few. <laughs> I went to the one. And I've been speaking to you know, I've, That is awesome. That was like 12 yeah. years ago now. I went to the one two years ago at Key Arena. That was the first time I ever saw them, but it was pretty awesome. Dude, they are insane david gahan dances like a madman yeah <laughs> yeah they're like one they're they're just like one of the greatest bands on earth i agree yeah they're one of my favorites so that's my depeche mode story that's a good one it's pretty yeah, good that's a good one my brother was so fucking jealous <laughs> i'm like dude you'll never guess where i'm at and he's like what mcdonald's <laughs> i'm like no bro i'm backstage at depeche mode <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Depeche Mode story is not nearly as good. My Depeche Mode story is just hearing you tell your Depeche Mode story. <laughs> but, but that's that's what I got. <laughs> but should yeah. I uh, read any more Streamlabs? Yeah, sure. Let's We're looking them. at the... There was a, a string here from Lilith Heaton. And she said, uh, longtime viewer, though I worship William Control, first of many to come, XO. She also said, how do I arrange for a spanking, William? <laughs> worship you always, Daddy Control. <laughs> Mostly here for William Control worship, but I'll simp for Ben any day. That's my job. Leave, <laughs> yeah. leave, Get leave Ben line. out of this. That's mine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you, Lilith Heaton. Um, Trollface Wilborn, again, that big dono. Appreciate you so much. Glad you... Uh, Got a nice, good new job. And enjoy it, and then keep enjoying us. I hope for for as long as you have been, twice over. Keep keep watching. We'll keep doing it as long as we can. Unknown one, uh, thank you again for your big love, Brittany Wright. Uh, thank thank you for the lyrics. Um, she also is, you know, very kind to William. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> a lot a lot of these people coming out tonight. They're they're very appreciative for you coming here. Thank you too for. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We get we get we get to suck all these sweet donos off of how cute you are, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that catches up with all the new ones. I, I'm, uh, I think so. So we've got like we've got like six minutes left in the regular show. Um, at, we we normally do a post show, and, like we stream for like another hour somewhere else. Uh, if you want to stick with us, you're welcome to. Um, Will, if you want to. Uh, we, we we usually move it over to Twitch for that. We're going to do it Twitch live. Tonight we're going on Twitch? Yeah, we're going to go right. on Twitch. Um, Fat and tired soul, that's not what I said. That's not... A, people take what I say out of context all the time. <laughs> that's the world we live in. It's inappropriate. Yes. But, yeah... Wow. So, uh, anything you want to promote on your end? Nah, man. Nah. Just getting through uh, the, the the COVID times. You know, it's like uh, I don't even think really my life has changed all that much. I mean, there's a coffee shop that I really like that's fucking closed down. 
Did they're... it close down for good or not it just for closed good. down for COVID? They're just closed because fucking our governor is a dumb dumb. I heard everything like when this first started happening, there were so many restaurants that like couldn't make their their first week uh, and and their other new restrictions. Like we're we're done, we're closed. I wonder if they got saved by the the federal bailouts or not. That's that's what's that's what I'm hoping will happen is all these businesses get to come back and and hopefully you know exist again i hope so man because this has been fucking ridiculous like the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my whole life this reaction is fucking tyranny man that's what it is cameron sharp became a 24 dollar patron and uh lil heaton just said would you play with a pretty fat girl daddy control <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're pulling in they're pouring in <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't think my wives would appreciate that. Yeah. That's, 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 that's tough, too, when you got multiple wives. You have to deal with all the scorn. You know, a guy that has one wife, that's hard enough. Yeah. But I can only imagine, like, it's the heads of a hydra. Beautiful heads, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, but, but still, that's three times the, 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 the curse of a, a scorned woman. Yep. Can't, or, or five times or whatever. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't count the wives, but... Yeah, three. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, anything more than one is, is tough. Yeah. <laughs> but one is tough. That's why I'm going to be a virgin forever. Oh, yeah? Tell my, tell my funeral. I got, I got it in my will. All you need is love. Love is all you need. That's it. Have you seen the uh, the movie yesterday? You know, uh, no, I I saw a preview for it. Yeah, and no, I never saw. Is it. that the Beatles one? It's the Beatles one. They have yeah. all these movies that are like coming out. They they did one for Springsteen as well. Mm -hmm. um, like they re released these movies to like kind of like get the catalogs, the, the the old catalogs back in rotation, so they get more streams. Yeah, uh, the, both these movies are like headlined by uh, an Indian man. Yeah. So that like, because India is a big streaming platform now, so they see an Indian man in th this movie, they all go out and support. You know, someone they see getting a big movie, they love it, and they get re-exposed to uh, the the Beatles or Springsteen over in that area too. Huh. So it's just like huge, huge money beyond just the movies because of the catalogs getting re-inspired. Yeah. Uh, R. Kelly got a big boost when it, when he got re uh, recanceled. I'm sure he did. <laughs> You'd see everybody like, is it okay for us to listen to R. Kelly's music now? And is, is Oh. Numbers are going huge through the Remember roof. Remember when OJ joined Twitter? He went from zero to a million followers in like a week. Was it that much? It was pretty quick. Damn. Maybe it wasn't a million, but it Damn. was it was up there. It was it was in the six figures somewhere at least. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> just 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 saying if if like VH1 or somebody wants to come after you for the biopic and and play you as the monster monster think of how much money you could make when your music starts to blow up Shit, just play the monster for the music right you know what that'll never happen i've never had a hit so yeah oh fuck damn it <laughs> i'm like one of those underground artists that you've never you've never heard of but that makes a living yeah it's you know i've sold a, i've sold a pretty good amount of albums yeah but no one's ever heard of me, because well, I I definitely uh, hadn't heard of William Control, but I I knew I remembered Aiden from MySpace, right? I yeah. remembered it. I just remembered the Aiden. Aiden like, was on the big top eight, yeah. But Aiden was like promoted by a big label, and with William Control, I've done everything myself. Yeah, you know. And here's the crazy thing. My band Aiden was huge. I was a fucking, I was on MTV. 
I was on the cover of magazines. I was flying all over the world. We were riding in buses. I was fucking broke. And I had no money. That's that music industry that you were... The first music industry you were in. Yep. With a band especially. Like all the money that comes in has got to be broken up to everybody. Dude, not just business manager, manager, yep. lawyer. All the fucking hands in the pots. The merch company that's just stealing our bread. The band, our crew, tour manager... Drum tech, guitar techs, fucking armpit techs, whatever the fuck. There was was it Zoomies? You said you got the sidekicks from Zoomies gave us a big check. Was that directly to to you guys? Was that the yeah? The, the, Zo- yeah. Zoomies gave us a check, and we went and cashed it because yeah. that was like pre all this other shit. We were still in a van. We only had a manager, so yeah. we gave him his fucking fifteen okay. percent, and then we just split up the rest for us. Yeah, but. I mean, once you get to that point, man, there's so many, there's so many pies and so, you know, one pie, but so many hands in the pie. And with William Control, it was taking back control of everything. You know, we, we did with, with control records that, you know, I started for, to release my own shit. I did my own videos. You know, I had a a couple of dudes that were helping me do the, uh, the mixing and the mastering, the engineering. So we, I, I owned the studio then I, when I started doing merch myself, when I bought the machines and I started printing my own T-shirts, that's when I was able to like fund going out on tour and yeah. do, you know paying people a salary and those was way different. But I was able to make more money being in control of everything myself. Yeah, they really skim a lot off the top. Yeah, in the in the record industry. Oh, they they create like it, it's set up to like give the artist basically nothing, right? You get your advance, and then you. Oh yeah, and especially now we we Aiden signed a deal that ha- wasn't a three sixty deal. What they have okay. now they're called three sixty deals. Yeah, and they take a part of your touring. They take a piece of your merchandise. They take a piece of everything now. Yeah, and when Aiden signed a deal, it was just just a record deal, and so we were able to get our own merch printed. Even though Victory could sell Aiden merch on their website, yeah. we were able to be in control of that, and he couldn't take a piece of That's that. That's big. Yeah. And now it's like, you just sign everything away. That's why it's, fuck, fuck the recording industry. You don't need any of that shit. If you're an artist, and you can create an, uh, a sound or you know a song, you can get that song to anyone on earth. We have the fucking internet. Someone in, in Japan could hear it before your mother hears it who's in the kitchen. That's the reality. You don't need these record labels. And if you're an artist and you have good songs that people connect with or, you know, whatever people connect with, like, I don't think 6ix9ine has good songs, but he's got an image that people connect with. If you got something to offer, you can make a living and you don't need anyone on this earth except yourself and your yeah. fucking laptop. I I was like kind of like a a meme musician, you know, like I had a couple of things that went viral. Yeah. So like I, I got a couple of videos with a couple million views, a couple of other videos, but I, I don't, I, I haven't put work into being a musician, right? Yeah. Like it's all just came through it. And I still get checks, you know, every month that pays some of my bills yeah. and then they're, they're not fully paying my rent and everything, but they're, they're not bad for somebody who's been pretty fucking lazy in the music industry. <laughs> like it's, it's, I've been, I've been lucky that my, my stuff uh, has gotten the eyes that it's seen. Because I, I I don't I don't do it the way I probably should. If I if I did, I'd maybe I wouldn't be here right now, Ben. Uh, if I if I no, wasn't so really? lazy, if I wasn't so lazy, I'd be in probably in Memphis tonight Memphis. with COVID and a baby on the way. Well, I'll tell you what. Here here's a little funny piece of a little fun fact. 
is that all these people that tried to cancel me, all these you know magazines that wrote these hit pieces, all this bullshit. The irony is that what they did was give me more press than I've ever had in my whole career. And as a result, more people were directed to listen to my music and f they made me more money yeah. than I made myself. Yeah. And I've been able to, to survive off these royalty checks and, you know, partially pay my bills every month from it. Yeah. I was watching it. So joke's on you, <laughs> Guardian. I was watching a few live videos of you uh, with Aiden, and I noticed you used to, like, swing the microphone around a lot. Did you ever, like, really crack someone with it? No. No? I'm a professional. Okay. I'm very good at it. The only person I ever hit was myself. And it was fucked up. <laughs> it was in Milwaukee. I was in Milwaukee. was on tour with Silverstein. And, I, and on that tour, I wore a white outfit. Um, I don't know why, uh, but I wore this white outfit and I remember back in those days, I used to fucking beat my mics up so much to where the, you know, uh, the top of the microphone would bend in. So there'd be this little like metal ridge around the, the around it. And I was swinging the mic and I fucking missed it cause the lights turned and I fucking dinked myself in the fucking head. And I thought, and it didn't, you know, it didn't hurt. It was just like, dink, and I was like, more embarrassed. Like, yeah. oh my God, I hope fucking nobody saw me do that shit. And then the red lights turned off and the white lights came on and I was covered in blood. Fuck. <laughs> like covered in oh, the yeah. fucking security guards were down in the, down in the pit and they were just like, oh my God. <laughs> and it was, it was so gnarly. But I still finished the fucking set. Blah. Oh yeah. Finished that shit and I got... I got in all the tour manager and shit. They're like, "Oh my god, you need to go to the hospital. We need to get your stitches." I'm like, "No, nah, man, give me some super glue. Fuck, <laughs> super glue this shit up." I still have a scar from it. Yeah, and I just super glued it up and fuck took a shower and that was that and went over to Jeffrey Dahmer's house <laughs> <laughs> for, for some dinner. <laughs> no, just to look at where it used to be. Yeah, like, wow, he was fucking eight people there. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. in Milwaukee, there's a place called The Rave, and it's right down the street from where he used to fucking have sex zombies. Sex zombies. Sex zombies. I never heard it put that way before, but yeah. Bro, that's Damn what he's trying to do, like drill holes into their heads and make them fucking... He poured Drano in their heads to make them a sex zombie. So he could just fuck them, and they'd just be like, uh... <laughs> yeah, the better way to make sex zombies is just make music. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could have a sex cult. God damn it. Oh. Everybody wants a sex cult. Everybody wants a sex cult. This has been nobody, our seminar on nobody, how to form a sex cult. Yeah, everybody wants a sex cult. Nobody wants to work for a sex Listen, cult. Listen. They don't want to make it happen. All these fucking people are so dumb, okay? A sex cult implies that I'm some religious teacher teaching some theology, Okay. Sort of cult is the definition of a cult is some sort of theology, some charismatic. Okay, I fit the charismatic guy part. Yeah, but I'm not like okay. Now we're gonna pray to Zenu tonight, and you have to <laughs> suck my dick, and that's how you're gonna get but into eternal life. There, there are people who professionally like um, study cults. 
Yeah. And there was a guy that went on, I don't know if he went on Chris Hansen to talk about Onision. Yes, he did. And he was talking about how, you know, even though there wasn't the theology based in like a Xenu or something, people were there to basically worship Onision. And and you, you hear the word worship come up with you just in this chat tonight. It's like they're, they're going to feed into that. They're going to be like, it's a sex call. It's a sex. And you're like, you're like what, what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What can, what, what can you do? You know what's going on with these women. And like you have receipts for most all of it. Yep. So if not all of it, like I, I, don't, I don't know everything that's ever been accused of you, but you seem to have literally everything covered. I have it all. Yeah. I, so, film, I filmed almost every sexual encounter I've ever had with consent. Yeah. And you can tell that there's consent because in the video they're like, yay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it partly because I'm a pervert and partly to protect myself. Yeah. And it's a good fucking thing I did. Yeah. It's a good fucking thing I did. Yeah. But cult? You see me, what, twice a year? When I, like, what? Cult? You're a fucking dumb dumb. It's a syndicate then. But the Around the world. But the headline is awesome though. Yeah. Singer accused of BDSM sex cult. Alleged emo. Alleged, allegedly emo. Allegedly emo. <laughs> sex cults. And people are like, people just see that shit and like, oh my God. This dude out a sex cult? That's so crazy. <laughs> and then they read into it and they're like, well, this is not a very fun sex cult. There's a lot of there's a lot of allegations here. This is a horrible. If this was a cult, this is not a good cult. Yeah. Why, why is everybody not enjoying their time in the cult? That's what cults are for. You should be brainwashed. How'd they escape, William? What'd you do? Yeah. How'd you let them out of your control? <laughs> <laughs> William, partial control. <laughs> oh, he had so much control over me. Uh, obviously not. If you're going to go around and say all this fucking fake shit, I got so much control. I have no control is the reality. <laughs> you're, you're like, I, I lost, uh, you know, everything over this, and I'm just trying to pick up the pieces now. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to keep the name control, though, right? You'll keep it. Yeah, man, I'm not running. Yeah. I'm not hiding. I'm not changing my fucking name. I mean, as long as I'll keep doing the record, you know, if I keep doing the records and stuff. Yeah. But I'm not going to, like, make some new identity and then try to make the same kind of music. I mean, I don't. I don't think if I made a country album, I don't think I'd be William Control the country. Well, that's artist. what you did when you left Aiden, right? You you kind of reinvented your your sound. Yeah. Is there a plan to reinvent something in the future? Do you, you have any ideas? Will you be the country star? <laughs> I don't know, man. Who knows what the future holds? Like, I'm focused on you know what I'm doing in my personal life right now, and I'm trying to fucking live a good life and have fun. And is there room for like Bronco rides and, and leather chaps in your sex cult? Like, I, can you go country? I don't. I mean, I could. <laughs> definitely go country i've been listening you know some of my favorite artists are country artists johnny yeah. cash is one of my favorite artists i could definitely make a country album i think maybe the world needs a new would the sex black. cult want to wear cowboy hats though that's the thing <laughs> i don't think the sex cult would be into the cowboy stuff damn it yeah <laughs> no but why wasn't will francis from aiden accused of having a sex cult you ever wondered that well i had yeah. the same access to everyone i had more fame I probably had sex with more women in that band. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Mm. It was all after the fact. It was all after. You're saying synth brings on the crazy sex? Yeah. If, if you want to start a sex cult, you need synth is what you're saying. I think you need synth for a sex cult. <laughs> Damn it. Can't Damn be it. guitars. Can't be punk rock. Can't be country. 
I don't know. I, I think you just, it's purely synth based, synth based sex cult. I, you know, I think it's funny that we can joke about it now. No, it sucks. It's like as as we're joking about it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is all bad. This is not <laughs> I mean, good. You know, so, it's so fucking ridiculous. You yeah. have to joke about it, right? That's, that's kind of where humor comes from, right? Yeah, it helps you rationalize the really the the depths of things by yeah. by by laughing about it. Dude, I have to laugh about it. Have to. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. other way around I mean, it. I mean. You can either laugh about it, cry about it, or try to ignore it, or be angry about it. Yeah. I mean, that's just a fucking waste of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are like, R.I.P. Jeffrey Dahmer. They're like, if, if David Koresh can form a sex cult, anybody can. <laughs> this, this chat is, is getting yeah, out of control, too. So I think we're going to wrap this up. Um, thanks for being on the show, Will. We really appreciate it. And you can come back anytime and yeah. talk about whatever. Uh, for the rest of you, we will be live on twitch.tv slash drunken peasants. We'll be live there in a few. Go over there to watch us. Have a great night, everybody, and we will see you on Thursday. Goodbye. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then there was the Drunken Peasants Podcast. Drunken Peasants. Drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants. From the strangest corners of the internet, gonna get TP'd by Billy and Ben. You know where you can find them at. Get ready, cause they're gonna kick your... Drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants. Drunken peasants.